Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. This is our third week into National Poetry Month, so I hope you are all having fun and doing like poetical things and spreading the joy of verse throughout the world. <laughs> when you call in tonight, uh, you know, make sure you give us a call and let, let us know what you're doing for National Poetry Month. I'm real curious to see what's going on out there with you guys and what you're doing to celebrate. The number to call in, if you'd like to call in and read, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Okay? We have some announcements to get through and some things to do before we get started with our callers. First of all, I want to let you know if you're interested in doing a poetry workshop with us, you can shoot me, probably shooting me a message on Facebook would be the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, my name is Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. Shoot me a message, let me know what you'd like to put together and we can get that set up. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. Basically, the concept is, uh, you know, we all have something to learn and we all have something to teach. So, yeah, whatever you want to do, it can be where we actually create a poem together. We can talk about your favorite uh, poetry type of a verse. You could teach us how to do uh, different kinds of haikus. You can talk about your favorite era of poetry, your favorite poet, take a poem and talk about, you know, what, what we feel the meaning of that poem is, uh, the uh, the Red Wheelbarrow by William Carlos Williams is uh, one that's studied real intensely in college courses, you know, trying to figure out what did he mean about the chickens and the rainwater and the wheelbarrow and what is this, what is the meaning and <laughs> it's pretty funny. So just whatever you want to put together, it's just a chance for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together. The shows can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. We can pre-record these or you can pre-record them on your computer and just send me the MP3 file if you want to do editing and things like that. So they can be pre-recorded. We can do them live if you'd like to do them live, or we can do a combination of both. So we could play the pre-recorded part first, and then when it was done, jump on live and be able to chat with the audience, answer questions, or whatever you would like to do. All right, so shoot me a message, let me know. We'll get that set up. The next thing is, is that I want to thank our sponsors. And this is going to be the fun part, because the last couple of years when we've had sponsors, there's been two, three sponsors who's helped carry our license. Every year we uh, we have a licensing fee that we have to pay to in order to keep our on-air license and be able to bring the show to you every week. And uh, so it was the end of our year this month, and we needed to renew that license. And we did a, a, a fund me type thing. And it, it was pretty amazing to me, all the people that jumped on board, we have done, I'm trying to pull this up real quick so I have it in front of me, 
la, 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 la. This is me stalling. That's the wrong one. That's not what I need. Um, but anyway, we had quite a few people jump on board and help us with this this year. And, you know, some people were able to do more than others. And, you know, it was really funny. I got a comment from somebody, you know, says, I wish I could have done more. And it's like, you know, <laughs> every little bit, you know, everything's tight for everybody. So every little bit has helped and every little bit is an act of love. And, you know, it's it's just that, that affirmation that what we do here is important to see so many different members of the community this year come together to help push us towards that goal. Right now we have raised two hundred or excuse me, we've raised three hundred and forty six dollars. Let me do this math real quick. Yeah, I'm using a calculator, guys. Where our goal is six hundred, we raised two hundred and thirty six uh, 346. And um, dyslexic. So 346. You guys will have this in your head already. 254. So we're $254 away from our goal, which I'm real excited about. But I wanted to take a minute and thank those who have, and this is going to be really fun for me because usually it's, you know, like last year our sponsors, um, our sponsors were Star Severon. James, One Sapien, and Roy Murdoch. This year, I have a whole bunch of people to thank, and that's going to make it a lot of fun, um, just because it's really showing the love to you guys and the community that you've created here, and, and you know how proud I am of all of you, all of you. So, this year, the people who joined me in covering the 2019 licensing fees for the Speakeasy Cafe so far. If you want to donate, there's still the thing on my Facebook page where you can donate or you can shoot me a message and let me know what you need to do if you'd like to help uh, push us over that 254 mark to reach the 600. Um, and I and I just want to say this because I think it's pretty amazing. The, the fees that we do, the fees that we were raising were $1,200. And uh, we only needed we were only 600 away from that goal when we started the fund me thing, so that's why we did it for 600. And uh, so I want and I, that was important, but I'm that's important, but I'm not going to say why right now. Anyway, um, I want to thank those who jumped in and have helped me cover this this year. James One Sapien, of course, who has been uh, was our first sponsor of the show. Uh, one year he uh, just came on the show because I was doing this myself and uh, came on the show one year and said, I'm going to help you this year, and it just absolutely made me cry. You should have heard the show. I was bawling like a baby, um, that somebody would actually offer to do that and that this meant somebody enough to somebody else besides just myself that they would be willing to do that because, uh, you know, we all need money. It's not easy to let go of quarters in our pockets, is it? So this year joining me is James One Sapien, Sean Gullickson, Rosalind Prentice, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Gary and Noreen Snyder. I mean, Gary Gary helped donate with his beautiful bride down here on earth from heaven, for goodness sakes. <laughs> we love Gary and Noreen so much. Mangus Khan, Ronald, uh, Ronald P. Bremner, Terry Galloway, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Uma Puchampali, Christy Doherty, and Julia Vargas. Now, some of these names I know that you know, and I know some of them are like, who is that? What's really cool about this list is four of the people who donated are listeners. They don't call in. They don't read. They don't use this as a platform to share their work. They're not writers. They're listeners. 
So four of the people on this list sit here every week and listen to you read and think enough about you guys and what you have built here that they dug into their pockets and they donated to the licensing fee because they enjoy listening to you. That's pretty significant, you guys. Think about that. You know, I'm like, okay, I come on here every week and read, so I'm going to donate something because, you know, I'm part of the community and I'm going to do that. But these people, we don't even, you know, we have no clue that they were out there listening. And so, yeah, the support of the show as listeners, to me, that was just, that was the nicest hug, I guess. The other thing is, is that three of the people on this list have not called in for at least a year. Two of them, or one of them has not called in in two years, and one of them has not called in in over three years. But the impact that you as a community have had on them has stayed with them that they found it in, in their hearts a place where they needed to be a part of this still. And that's, you know, you hear me say that to callers. They'll call in and they say, well, we haven't been here in a, in a while. And it's like, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> you know, life pulls us away sometimes, but that's what the cafe is. It's family. You know, so even though, you know, like Paula, Paula Sweet, my beautiful pink lady, you know, even though she has not been here to read in a while, she's still a part of our family. And every time we look around, there's a place at the table still set for her, that empty chair that's hers whenever she needs to walk back into the room. You know, she is a part of this always, forever. We all are. And uh, so it really meant a lot to me to have those people who have not been here in a long time come and share. And then all of you who come here every week, you know, and and support the community and read and share your hearts and share your souls with us, you know, all of you who have helped me with this this year, just I want to tell you on behalf of all of us, on behalf of myself, you know, as this is my poetry project, my my heart's calling to share with you guys, and on uh, behalf of everybody, everybody that's in this community, both callers, readers, listeners, all of you, um, thank you for those of you who have helped. And like I said, if you want to help with that last 254, jump over onto my Facebook page or shoot me a message and I'll let you know. But, uh, yeah, just awesome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you, all you sponsors. One of them was even my son, you guys. That's really cool. And you want to know what's really cool about that is I went and picked up some of his friends from the airport one time. And they got in the car. And one of the ways that I learn my poetry for performances is I record them. And then when I'm driving around, I play them in the car. And I, I speak along. It's like singing a song, Right. So as I play them, they play over and over again, and I read over and over, or I recite them over and over again with the with the CD. And they jumped in the car, and I didn't think about it, and there was one of my erotic ones on there. And my son absolutely lost his shit. He was so embarrassed. You know, it wasn't bad, but, you know, for a son hearing, you know, nobody wants to think of their mom being romantical. Um, so, yeah, he was traumatized, <laughs> which which was probably about... Oh, maybe 11 years ago. So it's only taken him 11 years to <laughs> to kind of get over it, I guess. But I was really, when he, when he uh, it meant a lot to me when he uh, helped with the licensing fees this year. That was a very special hug on that one. So, all right. So thank you to our sponsors. Now, every week at the beginning of the show, I give out writing exercises, writing prompts, journal assignments, all kinds of stuff. And like I was talking about last week, 
there has to be something in this. There's some, there has to be something in this for you besides being able to share your work. You know, as a community, we have to support each other. We have to inspire each other. And we have to do things that are going to help us grow. All right? If you're not a part of something that's going to benefit you in some way, then there's no reason for you to be a part of it except for to help benefit others. I always found relationships that work best are the ones where you feed each other. You know, too many times you think about a relationship between a man and a woman. Usually one does all the giving, the other does all the taking. One becomes empty, the other one becomes overfilled, gets bored and leaves, right? Yeah. But the ones that are good, the ones that, are, that work, are the ones that revolve around each other. So this is a way for us to give, you know, our poetry to the world, but there has to be something coming back to you as well. You know, and so these prompts and stuff, these things that we do, they're all things to feed you guys, to help you become better writers, to help you grow, to help you step out of comfort zones. So, you know, I love that we do these. If you, you know, ever get stuck one night and you're sitting there and you don't know what to, I don't know what to write about, go back and listen to the archives. You know, within the first couple minutes of the show, we're going to be doing, you know, you can, you can find these prompts and these assignments and these exercises and, uh, you know, off and running you go. So one of the things I started doing a month, about a month ago now is, and I can't decide what to call this, so maybe you guys can help me, but something I love doing is I love being a information explorer, all right, and that is learning things that I didn't know about. And I found out a couple of weeks ago it was something like, you know, Hug a Raccoon Day, whatever, and it made me laugh, And I start, so I looked up National Blank Day. And there's a calendar where it gives you what every single day is. And so I started a couple of weeks ago, I started sharing those with you because there's things, if you just go out and poke things with a stick, you're going to find things that inspire you. You're going to find things that are going to make you think. The more you put in your brain, you have to have input in order to have output. So the more you put into your brain, the more you're going to be able to recall and use in your writing. You know, you you want to be a plethora of overflowing information in your noggin. So when you sit down to write, you aren't writing the same thing or concept or sentence over and over and over again in a hundred different ways and getting frustrated with yourself as a writer because everything sounds the same. It's just not coming out the way you want it to. So you have to have input in order to have output. So I don't know what to call this. You guys have to help me. I was either going to call it, I bet you didn't know, I bet you didn't know, Today is, or today I learned it's blank. And I kind of like today I learned it's because it kind of, it kind of reaffirm, it's kind of like an affirmation for learning things. Today I learned something new. And I think that we should all every day try to learn something new. So today, I bet you did not know, is Today that I, I today I learned it's <laughs> National Lineman Appreciation Day, and it's also National Columnist Day. And I thought about that, and it's like linemen. What do they do? And you know, I kind of had an idea, but I had to look it up. And then I thought linemen. All right, linemen are okay, but you want to know for me where it's at? It's roofers. So I thought I want to know when National Roofer Day is, because I wanted to make sure that I did not miss that day. So I went to look it up, and there is no National Roofers Day. There's an, a National Roof Week where you learn about the importance of keeping the roof on your house in good repair, but there's no Roofer Day. 
you know and and so i i refuse to to support and or celebrate not that i have anything against either of these but in 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 protest of there not being a national roofer day i am not going to recognize national lineman day or national columnist day just to show my support for those thousands of men and 501s with no shirts and nice tans up on the roofs all summer long keeping us our roofs in repairs so that in the summer and the winter time we're nice and dry so i'm i'm not supporting those two but i had to share them with you because you may want to the next one is get to and i love i love these ones okay this one's get to know your customer day like one day a year you need to get to know your customers right it's the third thursday of each quarter and I love the ones that instead of saying, you know, hey, it is, you know, the 18th, it is March 18th or uh, April 18th, and so we're going to have that be get to know your customer day. No. I think the ones that, that pick, we are the third Thursday of each quarter is very pretentious. So that those make me giggle. It's like, really, just pick a day. You're not being, you're not being, you're not creative. Okay. Anyway, so next. <laughs> I sound so, sound so snarky tonight. Um the next one's really made me laugh. Okay, this one is another one, very pretentious. Now, it has absolutely no right to be pretentious because it's National High Five Day, which is the third Thursday in April. All right, but the third Thursday in April is National High Five Day. So for the rest of the day, I want you to walk around and smack hands with everybody you see. Who knew that high-fiving needed its own special national day, right? I saved the best for last. Oh, no, there's one more. And actually, this is this is a cool one, but it's not as cool as the last one I'm going to do. It's also National Poem in Your Pocket Day. So if you do not have a poem in your pocket, you better hurry up because the day is almost over. National Poem in Your Pocket Day. I don't know why that's a day. I don't, I don't, but you know what? I kind of like it because, you know, it's just one of those things we can do to remind ourselves that we're writers, remind ourselves that we're creative people. Maybe at some point during the day, the situation is going to arise and you're going to see this person crying on a park bench and you're going to be able to go sit down next to them and pull out this poem and read them this poem about cross-eyed ducks and they're going to laugh and everything is going to be all peachy. So poem in your pocket day, national poem in your pocket day. Excuse me. The one that I picked to concentrate on is keep water handy while you're on the air and have a drink so you don't cough day. Okay, I made that up. Hang on. There we go. All better now. So the one I picked to do last I thought was awesome because if anything deserves its own day, it's this. Today I learned it's National Animal Crackers Day. And immediately I started thinking about little Shirley Temple, animal crackers in my soup. I pictured her singing that little song. But animal crackers, animal crackers are awesome. So I decided I was going to look up animal crackers. I need to find out more about animal crackers. So the reason that they celebrate animal crackers is actually a celebration of our childhood. One second. Oh, I'm glad you love me. I'm a professional. Don't try this at home. Okay, so it's it's actually a day to celebrate our childhood. So who cannot look at one of those little tiny square red boxes of animal crackers with little circus animals on it and lions and tigers and bears and elephants and not think about their childhood, right? I mean, it was awesome. It was like this little purse of cookies. It was so amazing. And I was trying to figure out 
why, where they came from. I wanted to know. I just had to know this. So I found the history on them, and it says that their researchers were unable to find the creator of National Animal Cracker Day. We have no idea who created this day, but it just exists. Nor could they find the creator of animal crackers. It did locate information confirming that in the late 1800s, animal-shaped cookies were imported to the United States from England. And in 1902, animal crackers officially became known as Barnum's Animals. And we all know Barnum and Bailey Circus, right? And hence the little box with the, had the wheels and it was a circus thing. Did any of you guys ever keep and make like a train, a circus train out of the boxes? I did. Um, <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, so that's why that's how we ended up starting putting the, the circus animals on the boxes. Um, so yeah, since 1902, we've had Barnum and Bailey circus animal cookies. So I kind of we're going to play on that here in just a minute. But what I want you to do is I want you to think about that because there there are things that absolutely, uh, you know, you you see them or think about them and they, they automatically conjure all kinds of imagery. So I want you guys to think about that. Animal crackers, that's going to be one, that's going to be a random impromptu writing prompt for your, I bet you didn't know today is, or today I learned that, whatever. Uh, I want you to... Animal crackers, and, and that is that's your that is your um, today. I learned it's prompt. Okay, I want you to think about animal crackers, and just you can write a poem. You can just write down whatever you want in your journal. You know, whatever you do with it, you do with it. I, but I want you to really think about animal crackers and write down your ideas or your thoughts or observations or memories of or write a poem, whatever you want to do. But don't let this day pass without writing about animal crackers, guys in your childhood, okay? I, I just think that would be a travesty. All right, so next, <laughs> we're going to do your journal assignment. So your journal assignment is going to be kind of fun. I want you to, um, everybody should have a journal and a pen they love. These need to be handwritten. Please don't do them on your computer. There's a reason that, that I have you handwrite these out, and that is because your brain, your hand cannot write the 65 words a minute that you can type if you can type that fast, but you get the point. When it takes it takes your hand, your hand writes slower than your brain thinks. So what it does is it causes your brain to slow down and keep up with your hand, to keep time with your hand instead of your hand speeding up to keep up with your brain. Otherwise, your journal looks like mine, and when you go back, you can't read anything in it because it's all chicken scratch because you were writing so fast, which we all do. But when you handwrite something, it makes your brain slow down and it makes you write differently. The things that you come up with are different. They're more deliberate. It just is a different kind of writing than typing something out on a on a backlit screen. So your journal is really important. So this one's going to be kind of fun. And and your journal assignments, they aren't necessarily poetry related. Journal assignments, the things that I give you to do in there, they're just to get your pen moving, to get you thinking, to do something different, to have some fun to feed that creative side, to take some pressure off you to where you feel like you must constantly perform, you must constantly create poems. You are not a machine. I can't put a quarter in you and have you poop a poem. 
Okay, it doesn't work that way. You have to nurture and feed and and baby and love on that creative side of you, you know, so that it stays happy because nobody likes an unhappy muse. So, okay, so your journal assignment is I want you to write down, and I don't remember if I give, I've given you this one or not, so since I can't remember if I've given you this one or not, I am going to add on to it from... So just in case I did, I'm adding on to it. But what I want you to do is I want you to, in your journal, I want you to write down 10 potential book titles that you'd like to write. Okay. I know that we're poets. I'm a poet, but I also write short stories, and I also have three novels I've been writing for my entire life, and I've not finished any of them yet, but they are novels. (laughs) Okay. So I know all of us think about writing a book. So write down the potential titles of books for 10 different books you'd like to write. Under each title, I want you to write the first line in the book and the last line in the book. That's it. That's that's your assignment for the week. Write down 10 potential book titles. Write down under the t- each title, I want you to write the first line in the book and then write the last line in the book. Doesn't that sound like fun? It does to me. I'm going to I'm going to have fun doing that one. All right, so your writing exercise. A writing exercise is just that. It's meant. It's something that's meant to make your brain work, to get sweaty. That's when you put on your workout pants that say juicy on the butt and go out there and start jogging and start running. And you're not supposed to be pretty. You're, you know, you're, just, you're working out. You're flexing those muscles. You're pushing yourself out of comfort zones. You're straining. You're feeling the burn. All right, your writing exercise. I wanted to talk about similes. For this week, and similes are a figure of speech that makes a comparison showing similarities between two different things um, used to make uh, a description more uh, emphatic or vivid. Okay, uh, so unlike unlike a metaphor, um, a simile draws resemblance with the help of words uh, like with the help of the words uh, like or as. Um, therefore, it's a direct comparison from the subject to the thing you're comparing it with. So what I want you to do is I want you to look through a book of poems that you like, and I want you to find a few similes to use uh, similes to use as inspiration and write them down in your journal. And don't forget to put the poet's name under them, and I can't tell you enough why. I keep a, a three-ring binder, or not three-ring, a spiral notebook, here on my desk in my office in the studio when I'm sitting here and I'm doing the show. And I make notes, and sometimes somebody will say, I'm listening to them, and I'll write down a line that they said because I want to be able to come back to it and and talk to them about that line. And if I don't write it down, I'll forget it because they're going to say something else cool in a minute, and it's going to be gone. But there's also times that I'm listening to you guys read, and you'll say something, and it inspires a thought. And so I grab my pen, and while you're reading, I'll write down the line real quick. You know, just so I don't forget it. And then I go back and I'm looking through my book and thinking, oh, my God, I love that line. But was that one that someone read or is that one that I wrote down? I have no clue. So I can't use it. You know, and some of them are really fun. Um, So it's really important. It's always really important. If you write down something that does not belong to you, even for your own reference, even if no one's ever going to see it but you, Always write down the name of the poet that wrote it so that when you go back and look at it, you'll know that, okay, that one's not mine or that one is mine, and you can. So here's a few examples. Um, 
sounds, uh, sounds of leaves moving overhead like so many whispered conversations. And that's by uh, Jane Kenyon. Uh, or he slumps like the very meaning of surrender. And that's Ted Kuzer. And another one by Ted Kuzer is uh, lawyers encircled the farm like a fence. I kind of like that one. Think about the old days when they would do sell off someone's farm. Um, so yeah, that one, that one brought some cool uh, cool imagery. So what I want you to do after that is, after you've done that and you've written down some and you've got that thought in your head, I want you to go back um, and oh no, wait, wait, wait! I forgot part of what I was going to say. I made notes. I really did. Okay, so then what I want you to do after you've written down um, the the uh, ones out of the book, I want you to go somewhere, like a coffee shop or the park or someplace where you can just go and sit. You know, maybe grab a, a bag lunch and, and take off or go down and, you know, sit at a bar if you're going to have a beer one night or go down and, you know, sit in the hospital waiting room or wherever and sit there with your journal, and I want you to look around and write down as many similes as you can think of and see. He did this like a, or she was, uh, it was the same as, you know, the her expression was the same as blank. Um, she moved across the waiting room like blank. So just make observations, you know, that you're seeing in real time. And the reason that it's important to do things like that in real time, in real life, is if you're going to write about life, you have to live. And you can sit there in a little room, and you can try to think of things, but if you don't go out there and spend time in the real world around real people, you're really missing out on a lot. So by doing that, you're going to see somebody do something, and it's going to create an image for you that you would never, ever, ever have come up with on your own. But because you're out there stopping, slowing down, shutting up, looking, observing, writing, paying attention to your surroundings, you're going to find things that are going to embed themselves in your brain as images that you are going to utilize later on in your writing. And uh, and it's a lot of fun. So that is your writing exercise for the week, is to work on similes. Now, the last one I'm going to give you is a writing prompt. A writing prompt is pretty straightforward. It's meant to create a poem. This can be the... Uh, title of the poem, it can be the name, uh, uh, the title of the poem, a line in the poem, it can be the inspiration for the poem, it can be inspire a thought that created the poem that the thought inspired, but it has to somehow be related to the poem, the finished poem that you write. And so the prompt for this week is, with my hair on fire. That's your prompt, with my hair on fire. Okay, so now that got us through that part. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to play an audio track, and I'm actually, I don't do this very often, and it took you guys beating me over the head for years and years and years to actually agree to play one of my pieces at the beginning, or the first show of every month I play one of my pieces. But I'm actually going to play one of mine tonight because it really it really talks about, or it really shows some examples because I love similes. And so I wanted to play it. And I want you, as you're listening to it, I want you to 
listen to, listen for the similes in it. See how many you can find. See how I use them. Okay. Uh, and I really love this one. It's got one of my favorite lines I've ever written in this piece. In the, I think it's in like in the first couple verses. But you know, this this is a poem. Just so you kind of get an idea, this is a poem about all of us have it. That one boyfriend or that one girlfriend or that one significant other that no matter what, they are a constant throughout your entire life. The one that always comes and goes and always comes back or always shows up right when you think everything's going to, okay, I can breathe now. You know, there's there's more fish in the sea, so, you know. <laughs> and then they, they come back and they just totally, you know, throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing all over again. So this is a poem about that person. And but listen for the similes in it. It's kind of fun, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Hang on, guys. This one that I'm playing is called "Room with a View." Here we go. Room with a View by Nyla Alicia You've come back. Why? And why now? After all this time? After so many walls have been built? Overgrown with graffiti vines dropping the leaves of too many not enough words said. Why now, when the bridges have stopped smoldering and the sky is clear? When fish have returned to the river again? Still, there you are, on the other side, on top of the walls. You scaled so easily. Always been easy for you, hasn't it? You with your monkey tongue and double jointed smile, making child's play out of my mystery. Like when you sent the stars to woo me, disguised as dark chocolate troubles. Now, again, after all this time, after all my hard work. You're there, just like before, tossing pebbles at my window. I sit at my desk writing this, listening to the tap, tap, tap. Like static echoing from our past, buried past, making a shambles all I did to put you away. There are too many doors and not enough keys. Too many skeletons to reassemble to fix this. Stop it. I see you there precariously perched looking like hell. Your white flag arms floundering in the air. Hands flying like white doves. 
tattooing to get my attention. <laughs> Do you know how ridiculous you look? Staring out the window. I just, I keep wondering why. Why now? Why after all this time? Okay, so that was Room with a View, and um, I don't know if you caught any of, were able to catch the similes I was using in there, but um, that has some, that has some, probably some of my favorite ones I've ever done. All right, guys, so I have something to, we have an issue. It looks like I'm looking at a brand new thing here. Our chat room is not opening up because we no longer have a chat room. I'm not sure where it is or what's going on with it. There's all kinds of weird things missing tonight. Uh, It looks to me like what's happening is they're changing chat servers. Uh, Now it looks like it's some company called Rumble Talk that's going to be doing our chat rooms, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh, But I can't get it to open, so I'm going to have to send in a tech ticket and find out what it's doing and what it's not doing and why I can't why why it has sound effects I am so confused I've never seen this sound effects really <laughs> oh how fun okay so anyway yeah we we don't have a chat room tonight so if you're trying to get in the chat room don't panic which is kind of a good thing our chat rooms all been messed up for quite a while and you know only some people have been able to get in and and so, you know, hopefully once they get the bugs out, Blog Talk is pretty awesome. So once they get the bugs taken out of this and it gets up and running, hopefully it will be, um, it'll work well. All right, so now what are we going to do next? If you guys would like to call in and read tonight, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. Once again, 646-595-3965. I'll never forget the time I gave out my home number by accident and my phone started blowing up. <laughs> that was fun. Um, so, yeah, 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in tonight. Know that we do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure to introduce yourself. Let people know who you are so that they know who's reading and so your name is attached to your work. That is very, very important. And right now you're going to be able to do two poems. Uh, If the lines get too busy and we need to change that, then I will let you know. But right now it looks like we're good for two. So, uh, yeah, if if that changes, I'll let you know. Uh, Please keep your reads to right about five minutes. Be courteous of the people waiting in line behind you. And then... (laughs) 
When you're done reading, please give out your URL. All right, that way people know how to come find you and um, get to know you and your work uh, better. Remember that we do have a mature rating, so you're bound to hear just about anything with the exception of hardcore erotica, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Don't get too graphic. You know what I'm talking about. Other than that, you're good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give you our first three callers tonight. Our first caller comes from area code 540, then 910, and then 219. So those are going to be our first callers tonight. And I started laughing because, you know, I I try to multitask. I'm I'm the only one here, right? So I'm trying to multitask while I'm talking. and, And sometimes I can do it very well, but other times not so much. Um, so while I was trying to talk, I was also trying to order coffee because I need some coffee right now. <laughs> and and it was I was I was I was I was my fingers were stumbling, my face started stumbling, and yeah, it's pretty crazy. So anyway, we're just gonna hang out, and have fun. Hopefully, someone will bring me some coffee, and it'll all be good. So let's go ahead and save myself from myself and grab our first caller. And once again, from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hey, it's Philip Church down in Virginia. Look at you. You did it again. You're a pro. Even when I gave away the secret last week, you're still a pro. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm not the best, but I am good. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to be the best. You just have to be have to be faster than everybody else. You know what's really cool? I'm actually sitting what? here eating a mountain goat. Let's, let's let's see if you can hear the snap. Did you hear the crunch? Yeah. I'm actually sitting here eating a mountain goat animal cracker on Animal Crackers Day. <laughs> But I won't be eating too many of them because, you know, animal crackers are not quiet. No. And I don't want to sit here and crunch crackers through all your readings. <laughs> but I'm really bad. That's the only thing I brought with me today to eat. So I could be pretty animal good crackers at the show. Coffee. That, that's got to be a good, uh, you can dunk them right in the coffee. I know, right? With coffee yeah. made cinnamon vanilla creamer. Yeah. Oh, there you Yum. go. Can't the stick. So what's going on with you, my dear? How is your world? Oh, well, uh, true story. I was rear-ended by a tow truck the day before yesterday, and uh, they had to check me out at the hospital and everything. My car's got a couple of uh, big dents in it, but uh, that's, the, that's the liveliest thing that's happened to me uh, here lately. <laughs> wow. Literally got hit by a truck. Oh, I did have a, uh, I, I, uh, it's been about a week ago, but, uh, you know, I collect books. And I did I not know you. First... I did know you collect books. You collect old books. Yes, yes, I do. Well, I found a deal uh, for an Oscar Wilde uh, first edition of uh, the Ballad of Reading Jowl, or however it's pronounced, mm-hmm. and uh, for 50 bucks. And I checked it out on all the book dealers, and uh, the lowest price I found for the exact same book was five hundred and twenty-three dollars. So naturally, I. 
I, I love when I come across those deals. <laughs> that was an awesome so, deal. And so you got uh, it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, of course, it, uh, I had to dip into my mad money to get it, but uh, I got it. So I figure anything, Well, you know, I don't know why you call it mad money when you spend it on things that make you so happy. Right. Well, you know, um, in my case, mad doesn't necessarily mean angry. <laughs> oh, Christopher brought me coffee, you guys. Oh. Everybody says hello and thank you for bringing me coffee. You guys didn't now really say do- that, but I know you were thinking of it. Uh, now you can dunk your crackers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, as you know, uh, I, I write songs and poems and and all, and uh, I'm going to do a couple of my poems that were originally conceived as uh, songs, but you know, all depending on where you put the the stanza for the chorus, it can be a poem. And uh, you, you were talking about similes and things. I don't think this qualifies as a simile, but you know, when whenever you, you'd overload a truck. Or a motorcycle, and you, and you you scrape the road, and it causes sparks to spray and everything. Yeah. Because it's, you got it so low, the low end is dragging. Well, that's kind of a colloquialism. Like if you're if you've got a bunch on you, and you're you know you, you're just trying to do the best you can, you're just letting the low end drag. You know. So uh, this is called let the low end drag. You ain't got the money to do like you please. You eating hamburger helper or mac and cheese. Bills are piling up and the wolves are at the door. Seems harder than ever making rent anymore. If keeping up with the Joneses really ain't in your bag, just do the best you can and let the low end drag. Now you're out of the shade and into the heat. You don't take a break. You just stay on your feet. All shift long. The work keeps coming. Your neck gets stiff and your head starts a-humming. If you're taking up the slack and the bosses of nag, just roll it off your back and let the low end drag. Yep, let the low end drag and the sparks keep spraying. Make no never mind of what other folks are saying. Just throttle up the power, let the rear end sag, smile a big old grin, and let the low end drag. End poem. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, I love it because... You know, it's it's just it's owning your shit. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's that's literally what it is. It's like, you know, I hey, <laughs> I'm here, but you know what? I'm here and I'm getting through this, and it's okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if I if I wear out the seat of my jeans doing it, that's all right because I'm doing it. <laughs> just yeah, you know, tell 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 people yeah, I'm just letting the low end drag, but I'm still moving. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow that. I'll I'm I'm gonna borrow it and use it because I think it's awesome. And uh I will of course um give you credit when I say it. A friend of mine said oh. this once and I liked it, so now I'm keeping it. <laughs> but I think that's gonna become like a, a bumper sticker. Think about it. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh I love it, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I wanna do the second one and get out of the out of the way here for some other folks. Uh, this is just called Seventh Son, and uh, I will have to say this. Uh, this started out as a poem where 
uh, I, I was trying to do medial rhyming. In other words, uh, there are uh, two rhyming words uh, in each um, couplet, you know, so there's actually four words in there rhyming for each uh, two lines of poetry. So, uh, but it, it, when you do that, when you use medial rhyming, it really gives kind of a, ca- a, a good cadence, a good beat, you know, to the, the poem, uh, which makes it, you know, so much easier to convert it over to a song. So this is called Seventh Sun. I've been west of the sun and east of the moon. I have fear of none, and I'm crazy as a loon. People always talking. Let them say what they will. They should have kept on walking so they can have their feel. Now, some folks get into feeling real tight. They get the itching to maybe start a fight. Causing some rows is what makes them feel best. They'll flap their jowls while puffing up their chest. But if they get in my face, it could be a real sin. I might put them in a place they've never been. When some think they're bad, squaring off like a bear, or they've just been had, because ain't nothing there but air. But if froggies, how they feel, they can jump and see why it's going to be a bum deal if they mess with me. It's all been said before. Everyone's been heard. There's room for more. I'll have the last word. I don't need no arms to hold me. I can hold my own. It's useless trying to scold me like a dog with a bone. When all's said and done, no one can make me run, cause... I'm the seventh son of a son of a gun. In Bowen. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I love you so much. I, You know, it was a great day. It was a great day when, out of all the open mics he could have walked into, he walked into mine. <laughs> Play it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Play it again, Chris. <laughs> I've just I really have had so much fun getting to know you and and you know going from someone who read on the show to my friend to family. Um I just love you and I adore you so much and I am such a fan of your work and I can't ever say that enough. And I know it sounds corny but it's true. So Aww. just well, awesome Aww. job, baby. Well, you too and I love you too and uh I'm going to scoot on out of the way, and, uh, of course, people can find me on Facebook, Philip Church, or look me up on Amazon, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T, Church, and you can check out some of my books. And with that, I will get out of the way, and hopefully I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) All right. If you think of something else you want to read, just call back in tonight, baby. Okay. All right, hon. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 910. 910, you are on the air. Hey, my B. Hey. You there? I am here. Okay, so... I mixed you up into my future. Got pleasure. Got total doubt. It's complicity. I told myself there was no place other to go without your smile, your ingredient, your intoxication. I got split into the little tiny pieces. All it feels so impossible. It took forever to put me back together. Future holes drama formulated on whereabouts in this town 
I shut it out. Skin lows wonder off your shiny lips. That little breathing stuck in your mouth. Sometimes I ponder the prophetic voice. You're it for a while, darling. I watched you burn bridges. I watched as the flames cried out from my past. You took a few and held them. The palm of your wicked feet apart. Can't stand another girl loved me. Sometimes I call your name late at night. Don't hold that against me. I won't hold that against you. I love you today. Tomorrow might be different. I'm just doing what you expected. We'll be fine, perfectly apart. Future works on minimum wage. At the moment's notice, nothing turned, nothing changed. Some drink this cup of pain. Get fired up, stumble, and fall. This is called Dope. My name is Ben Still. It's called Dope. That was phenomenal. See, I learned to shut up when you call in, then I don't overlap you when you're talking. <laughs> you're starting your poem. I just want to get uh, to business, you know? I know. Are you going to read two tonight, honey? Yeah, I'll read one more. Uh, let's see. Um, um, give me just a sec here. Um, Jesus. Okay, I'm going to read this one I just wrote. I wrote it like minutes ago. Here it goes. Stop comparing me to Charles Bukowski. You brought words for different reasons. I don't judge my peers. My pen bleeds from my own perspective. I refuse to bitch about how the tables turn. I don't know. New blood has to. I, I'm sorry. Fuck. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't even know this poem yet. So I'm going to start over. If you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Stop comparing me to Charles Bukowski. We drop words for different reasons. I don't judge my peers. My pen bleeds. My own perspective. I refuse to bitch about how the tables turn. But I know new blood has to. That's why I'm here and you ain't. I will certainly drop you for being disrespectful. Especially when you promise promises you can't keep. I'll hang you out in the wind like sheep. Don't fuck me. I'm not the counselor. I'm an assassin ready and willing to kill with my words. If you overstep my bounds, I'll Disregard me. You try to fucking claim me. I'll probably burn you, especially for a woman who says she loves me. Someone I thought that I could trust. I ain't Charles Bukowski. So stop comparing me to him. I've got my own name. I am Glenn Still. I'm fucking annoyed. It's called I Am Annoyed, and my name is Glenn Still. And you can find me on Facebook. You know, as bad as it seems, I kind of like it when you're annoyed. Ah, yeah, I think you have to be annoyed as a poet. Otherwise, you, there's no reason to write, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think that, uh, I don't know, I don't want to get into all that. You know, I don't want to take the time, but. 
but I, I think you really have to be critical about your about patience. And I I think that uh, as a poet, patience is uh, is a very very um, let's just say this is taxing, and um, that's how you get paid. And, and whether you get monetized or you know selling books, you know, like the previous dude that was on. Amazon with books and shit like that. You're still getting paid one way or the other, you know. Just a matter of how mm-hmm. you get paid. I prefer to get paid on, on. I prefer to get paid my way, you know. So I will, you know, you know, stop fucking treating me like Charles Bukowski. I will fuck you up. You know, I'm fast words. So. Sometimes you just gotta have a target. Mhm. Are you going to tell everyone how to find you, my dear? I just did. Glenn Still. Facebook. 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 There you Facebook, go. Facebook, Google. Just you know, I and you know what? I don't. Even, they're not gonna find me. They don't. They could give a fuck about me. You know. That's why I say. Stop fucking treating me like Charles Bukowski, you know. Everybody wants to fucking like, oh, you're like fucking write like Charles. You know, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't write like Charles Bukowski. You know, I write like Glenn Still. You know, that pissed me off to the industry. You know, but uh, you know, I don't uh, think that you write like him, but I think that you write. You write with the same passion, you know. You know that there are similarities in your your in your face, all guts, straightforward, no no hold bar, you know. You you aren't going to write something pretty just because it's going to make people like it better, you know. And in that, well, you I'll, do I'll have that, that in common with him. No, you know, you're Glenn, and he could never book. write what you wrote, right? And you know, you you are your yeah, own voice. Yeah, you know, we dropped our words. You know, and maybe they're just not saying it correctly, but there are definitely similarities, and that's something to be proud of. Mm. I don't know, man. I want to be singular. You know, I don't want to. I don't. The last thing I want to do is like he wrote. I don't want to wind up. Well, number one, I won't wind up in a in a jail cell in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. I ever did, and said, "Well, he wrote like he wrote poetry like John Bukowski. That would be the end of that. Would be like the most definite." Next time thing someone like reads him, things. and I'm at a place where they read him, I'm gonna go, "Oh my God, he writes like Glenn Still." Just for you, baby. <laughs> no, I hope. I hope that okay. doesn't happen. I seriously <laughs> do. I I hope that every free poet can, uh, every free thinker can come along and go, "You know what? I am, I am me." You know. Might, their name might be fucking John Smith. I don't give a fuck. No, I mean I do. I don't. I don't give their name or their individualism or anything. They're ready to But the last thing I want to do is, I think, I'm on to compare somebody to somebody else uh, that's famous or you know has attitudes. You know is. Um, I think you're, I, you know, that's like calling the fucking 
at any rate, I gotta go, girl. You gotta go. You got love. You got people to got people to meet. So. All right, Glenn. Great job tonight, honey. Appreciate you so much. It's on the job. Believe me. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Yeah. Bye, sweetie. Bye. I love you. Love you too, hon. All right. Bye. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you are on the air. Hello, Nala. How you doing? This is Brother O speaking. How you doing? Brother O, it is so good to hear from you, my dear. How are you doing? I'm doing doing much better and getting uh, better and closer to getting back to myself again. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm okay, getting, getting closer to and back to my normal schedule. So, so I'm just, just thankful just to, just, to, just to be alive. Well, I'm thankful that you are and that you're here, and that makes me happy. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. The title of this uh, form I'm going to present tonight is called A Natural Born Overcomer. According to the dictionary, an overcomer is defined as a man or a woman who has gotten the better of the challenges and his or her life. A man or woman who conquered the odds. A man or woman who survived traumatic or life threatening situations. And a man or woman who strives to live life to the fullest despite their current situation. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm the epitome of a natural born overcomer who has repeatedly conquered challenges. Repeatedly Fertile over obstacles, repeatedly defied the odds and repeatedly knocked down walls, accomplished and achieved many great feats in my life. Allow me to go into a brief synopsis of what I've overcome since birth. I'm an overcomer, living as a black man in America. Despite facing numerous perils, threats, traps, and dangers, I survived all those and then some by God's grace, favor, and mercy. I'm an overcomer numerous heart surgeries and, and a host of numerous medical conditions because I'm already proclaiming by body of stripes I'm already healed. And my strong faith in God has carried me through every affliction, sickness, and illness that I've experienced. I'm an overcomer of the speech impairment because I was an avid reader who faithfully went to the library to acquire knowledge and practice reading books out loud until my speech impairment was barely noticeable. Every time you hear me perform poetry, either live in person or on the radio, I speak with clarity and that's how I might add. I'm a very articulate brother who has command the English language. 
I'm overcoming being subjected to bullying. I was that young man who was made fun of, ridiculed, and laughed at. I was that young man who had once had low self-esteem and self-confidence. I was that young man who once had a lot of anger and hate in my spirit that was focused on seeking retribution daily. I learned how to fight back and stand up for myself by facing my bully head on without fear. After it was all said and done, it didn't bother me no more. And I earned their respect. I'm overcome of being an underachiever. I was a C student in high school who graduated from college with a 3.2 GPA. After working a series of jobs, I was called by God to start a spoken word ministry nine years ago. It has allowed me to prosper and flourish into a multi-winning award poor than Arthur who has captured the hearts of thousands of people nationwide with my unique unique and unconventional brand of poetry. I'm overcome with being dumped and rejected by several women. Now, every woman who has turned me down only led me closer to me and my future queen. Every woman who dumped me missed out on the golden opportunity to Experience a real man. I cried many tears and experienced numerous seasons of loneliness. Yes, even a great brother like myself had experienced some some bad girls in order for me to experience true love by a special lady who was meant to compliment me and enhance what I already have. My dear brothers and sisters, these are just a few things. I've had to overcome in my 44 years of existence. Now, it would only be the city if I earned a nomination for the 2019 National Spoken Word Award for Overcoming the Year. You see, I've overcome a lot in my life. And if any poet in America deserves to be nominated for this award, that brother is yours truly. Brother Older is a miracle and professor of poetry in poem. Fantastic job on that. You know, I think there's a lot to be said for your confidence and your self assurity in that piece. Um, that speaks a lot to anyone that's going to going to or has gone through um those types of things in their lives. You know, just to be able to I used to say that all the time about being a single mom because I, I was uh, had three kids and was divorced by the time I was 21 and uh, mm-hmm. was a single mom forever. And in a situation like that, you know, if, if life knocked you down, you know, I didn't have the luxury of being able to sit there and lick my wounds and get better. I had three kids that depend on me because I was not going to raise my kids being a welfare mom. And so I worked real hard. And... You know, so, you know, if if something knocked me down, I couldn't sit there and, and, you know, nurse my wounds. I had to get up, brush the dirt off, and keep going. And it made me very resilient and able to get through a lot of things that would probably knock a lot of people who were not in that situation down. You know, who, you know, it's nice when, it's nice when the world's mean to you and you have the luxury of being able to, 
you know, stop and breathe for a moment. You know, never take that for granted because there's nothing in the world like not having that, you know, and just having to keep going. But it does make you very strong. So there were a lot of things in your piece that I related to, and I just appreciated the very, you know, the the self-confidence and the strength uh, that you showed there. I think that that's going to be inspiring for a lot of people. So thank you for sharing that, hon. Uh, you are, sister. Now I'm, I'm truly thankful that I'm able to share of uh, part of my experience just in life to uh, help others to understand that no matter no matter what life throws at you, you can overcome it. Exactly. Exactly. All right, my dear, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. For those of you who are not connected with me on Facebook, I can found, be found under the name of my brother, O'Gatlin. And uh, as always, thank you for your support each and every week on the Speakeasy Cafe. Thank you. You're very welcome, Brother O. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. I'll be back next week. All right, hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. Our next caller, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three so you have an idea of where you are. But before I do that, I want to let area code 201-216 and 951 know that you are not in the lineup so 201-216 and 951. If you guys would like to come on the air, please press 1, and that will put you in the lineup. I see you there, Mama. All right, 201 and 951, press 1. If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Hope you're enjoying the show. And if you change your mind at any time, go ahead and press 1, and you can jump onto the show. All right? So let's go ahead. I'm going to give the next callers... We have, uh, Brother O just moved. So we have 903-857 and 510. So let's go ahead and grab 903. 903, are you with me? Yes, Nyla. Hey, hey sweetie, Ed how Sherman. are you? Doing good, hey, how are you doing? it's been a while, babe. Yeah, sorry. No, I that's okay. I come when I can. You have a life. But... You're allowed to have a life, baby. Yeah, and actually, I'm working more too, and uh, I even got a five dollar raise too. So. That's awesome! Congratulations on yeah. that. That's going to help. Yeah, it definitely is. You work <laughs> your ass off, you know. Yes, I do. Thank you. You really do. And and now we're doing landscape as well. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, you got to have your bread and butter on somehow. I need my house done. I need some trees topped. Oh, yeah. I need a, a level retaining wall put in. I need some ivy removed. I need a giant monkey tree cut down. Um, what else? Oh, a whole bunch of frickin' hawthorn taken out, too. Yeah. So next, yeah, next my, time you're in my area, let me know. <laughs> all right, I will. <laughs> I will do, yeah. I'll let you know next time I'm, you're in Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been in Oregon, but, but. <laughs> well, 
um, just working a lot and riding whenever I can. And uh, I'm going to read uh, my dedication poem, and I don't know if you know him or not, but uh, his name is uh, Bradley Cox, and his uh, he is a poet on Facebook, and and the poem basically explains a lot about him. So, you ready? Can you hear me? Can hear you really well. Yes. Okay, I got these brand new wireless uh, Bluetooth headphones, and they're they're the ones you stick over your ear, not in my ear, because I had hearing problems, and my ears give excessive wax, and I gotta suck them out with a baby sucker, and put uh forgot what it's called. It's like alcohol, but it's not uh, rubbing alcohol. It's something different though, and it softens the uh, wax so that I can pull it out and I can actually hear and when I was putting my earbuds in I was just smashing all that in so you're crazy <laughs> you ready? I am alright old man hippie great guitarist and superb poet Bradley Cox old man hippie great guitarist and superb poet Bradley Cox still lives in the 1970s mentality all around world when or all around the world sorry I must all around the world when times were much different times of hippies generation and hep phoenix generation wearing tie dye corduroy flamboyant and other outlandish clothing when love was free and unconventional drug use was not just to get an adrenaline high off of them, but to expand your mind and your consciousness, living in communes, exploring varieties of sex, religions, philosophies, cultures, and subcultures, being one with nature and everything they did, preaching peace and love instead of war and death, playing instruments, writing, uh, singing songs about anything and everything, writing, reciting poems and prose at open mic night, at cafes, and around campfires as well. Professing, professing equality for all, always soul-seeking in and out of nature. He ran away from his dad's house and only had his guitar by his side. Became a real hippie after that. Has been homeless several times in his life. Rebels. Uh, trying to pronounce the word. Sorry. That's a French word. I didn't know if I mess it up. Uh. Francis Villon is the best-known French poet of the Middle Ages and writes poetry like a modern-day Francis Villon. Now has dementia in which he has to have a babysitter around him 24-7, takes medicine in order to at least have half a brain. Nevertheless, he still reads and writes every day, even celebrated his death result of having a part of his brain missing. Still, he survives every day, has published lots of works, been in several rock bands, plucked his guitar every day, lives with his lovely wife, Donna, hippie through and through. He was and still is one of the greatest guitarists of his time and today as well. One of the most talented American poets of his time and today as well. It is my pleasure to be his friend and read his stupendous rights. Great thinker and questioner he is. 
used and still uses far out wizard, groovy, far fetched, and other hippie terms as well. Knowledge and truth seeker he is. Three cheers for Bradley Cox. Hip, 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 hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. All hell, all read, all praise, all speak. The mighty old man, hippie, greatest guitar plucker, superb poet, Bradley Cox, life and poetry. In peace. That was beautiful. Thank you. That, that, very well written, my love. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry, I couldn't pronounce the poet's name. It's like Francis and Villon, but like I said, he's a French poet in the medieval times. So mm-hmm. he's actually pretty good. I looked him up. Uh, he was actually a rebel, and he was kind of like a cowboy. So that's cool. But that's what. Yeah. Well, thanks for liking my poem. I appreciate it, and I'll try to come whenever I can. I, we got off early today, so. Well, do me Sometimes a favor before you take off, off and tell everyone how to find you. Oh, yes, I will do. All right, so this is Eric Shellman, and you can find me on Facebook right now. It's, uh, and it's just Eric Shellman, and you can find me on One More Place too. Hang on, let me get it. Let me get it right. It's ericshellman.home.com dot blog slash page slash two slash two uh slash uh two slash sorry that's my blog page I have two blog pages but I broke my phone and I couldn't and it wasn't usable anymore and I also forgot my password <laughs> so that's Uh-oh. a lot of fun. Well well thanks for having me and like I said I'll try to come when I can and right now I'm working on I'm trying to figure out if autobiographical poems and confessional poems are the same because right now I'm writing I told you about my book and I'm right now I'm just figuring out people actually care about relatable experiences and I'm doing a tell all is what I'm calling them uh, poems and they're like a confession about my life experiences so that's but cool. that's still in the works, so I'll let you know about that when it happens. So still got to put it together and write it, but I am writing it. So, well, thanks so much. I appreciate for the platform, and thanks for having me. And sorry for my absence when I'm not here. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> okay. It's okay, honey. Yeah. Well, thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. All right. Have right. a good night, Nyla. You too, honey. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from, oh, let's go, oh, having a little bit of issue with the board here. Chat room's no longer existing and the board's messing up. This is great. Okay, we we can do this, right? Let's go ahead and bring on area code 857. 857, are you with me? Oh, of course, Nyla, I'm with you. This is Mr. Boston. This is Jeffrey Sanders, y'all, a.k.a. Mr. Boston. A lot of y'all know me as Callieism from back in the day, and some of them might know me as the mental seducer or illuminated visionary. So you can find all of those on Facebook. And how are you doing today, Nyla? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. It is so good to hear from you, hon. 
Uh, yeah, I told you. I told you a couple of days back that I was gonna come in and visit you. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just here for a second because I'm actually at work. So, you know, I'm gonna do this piece and then I'm going to disappear on you and probably hopefully I'll get back in before you close the show. How about that? perfect. Okay. The name of this piece is called. Um, the devil versus God, the same game of circumstances. See, you wouldn't understand if you never overstood in the first place, and if your mind can't relate, stop reading. I do not pretend to be able to prove that there is no God. I equally cannot prove that Satan is a fiction. See, God in his own loneliness created his own ugly image and called himself beautiful, and when you dig deeper into the depths, you can begin to understand why he rebelled against himself. He called his own self ugly, ugly, and at the same time beautiful, to bring a balance between beautiful and ugly, good and evil, dark and light between his heavens and earth. See, if you read the book that created to be so holy, you would understand to overstand Satan and God isn't mad at his creation. He is mad at himself. For, diso- for, for self-disobedience and balance and being unbalanced, consequently, if you believe God and Satan in his own conclusional, delusional, confusional image, you must realize all that all of Satan's powers come from God's self-image, and so that Satan is simply powered by the ugly mirror image of God, so that the two are an abstract of geometric love, although climatic. On this one matter, Satan and God are in agreement. God has power in heaven, and his mirror image has power on earth, and as above, as is so below. See, you wouldn't understand or overstand. Like I said, I don't pretend to be able to prove that there's no God or two one of the two one in the same. I equally cannot prove that Satan is a fiction. Yet you can begin to understand why he rebelled against himself. God whispers the truth, Satan is screaming lies to who? Each other. It's, it, it is Satan's comfort constant effort to misrepresent the character of God and vice versa. How can they not be one in the same? Remember God in his loneliness? How about Satan in his in his his earthly hell, his sophistry, lessen the obligation of the divine law and gives men license to sin. At the same time, he causes them to cherish false conceptions of God, Satan, and vice versa again. Don't the Bible say fear God and beware of the roaring lion and the thief in the night? So then they regard him with fear and hate rather than with love. See how evolution creates and destroys cruelty, inherent, inherent cruelty of God's own character attributed as creator. So you wouldn't understand if you never overstood in the first place. Darkness is just light turned inside out. Man and his spiritual pride has exchanged God's method of self-denial, but you still wouldn't understand the circumstances. And that's Mr. Boston from DSR all dang day. Mic drop. Absolutely amazing. That was incredible. <laughs> I'm so glad you showed up tonight. This is awesome. You like that piece? I did very much. (laughs) Yeah, I got some crazy comments on that piece when I posted that piece. (laughs) I've missed your laugh. Yeah, this is my 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 job is not to teach you anything. My job is to make your brain think. That's it. That's all. That, that in itself is teaching some of us a lot. You know that, right? <laughs> Say that again. 
I said, just doing that is teaching some of us a lot. I don't always use my brain. <laughs> well, yes, you do. You always, Your brain is, let me tell you something. Your brain is a computer, and it's always working, make no matter how you see it, what you do, or what you think you're not doing. Your brain is always working, and you're always it using it. Because if you never use it, well, then you would never be able to move your hand. You wouldn't be able to walk. You wouldn't be able to open your eyes. You wouldn't be able to think. You wouldn't be able to love. You wouldn't be able to get angry. And there you have it. <laughs> Correct? All right. I'll stop being a smart fanny and, and just agree. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I do. I understand. Yeah. Well, let me get off this thing. Let me get off this thing so somebody else can get on. Let me. Oh, baby, before you go, you need to tell everyone how to find you. Okay. I'm going to tell you the quickest and easiest way to find me. Google my name, Jeffrey Sanders, on Google, and about, oh, about 20 pages will come up, so you can pick and choose whichever one you want to go to, because I, I visit all of them at least once a week. So I drop something on on them once a week. So, uh, you know, you can go there. Okay? Awesomeness. All right, sweetheart, appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next week if you can get in. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right, hon. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 510-510. You're on the air. How do you do? You can tell me in a deep crowd because I have a double-jointed smile. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very swift working of words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now the second point, how to do the simile. I sleep on the mattress of poetry, simile to a foot of 12-grind metaphone. Ah. And how are you? I am Hello? wonderful, my darling. How are you? How have you been doing? I'm slow, losing my eyesight, but uh, uh, that's to be expected when you get old. Um, I'm sorry for I should have stayed done for another 25 years. I'll put my order in today. <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion that it won't be sold. Just cannot get that order filled. The poem I have today is one that is entitled To Taste Baroque's Blues Paint the Skyline along with the climate which never changes. Hot tempers substitute for cold days while the clouds sweat in the hot days. Don't question me about what's real. 
I believe instead in my self-righteous pastor. He cannot pronounce his disbelief in recipes of food and science, which explains what makes up edible life. In its place, we lie grounded as the sun eats us baked dry in bones. Am I okay? That was phenomenal, Don. Well, give, thank you for giving me an, an idea about what to write about. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, we have a pleasure. thing coming up. Can I give you a, what do they call it, um, an advertisement? Sure, please, yes, always. The poets? Okay, on August 27th at the Berkeley Finish Hall, that's at 1970 Chestnut in Berkeley, five poets are going to appear in a Finnish, Finnish-American delivery. The first poet is Bill Lartnow, who is a publisher and um, who used to be a good friend of uh, uh, Carla Sanchez when she was alive. The second poet is Sharon Coleman. She is a professor at Berkeley City College and spent a year in Finland and uh, made notes there and then came up with a long, long poem. The third part, poet, is Carl or Carlo Mackey, and he's an art blogger. The fourth poet is Arden V. She's a psychologist and also specializes in haibun and haiku. And the last but not least poet is Signe Manson, and she is a community organizer. The program is free. If you want a European spread, it'll cost $20. One is not contingent on the other. And... Um, I'm not important, so I don't give any references except for listen to Alicia. Mm. <laughs> she gives people smiles and smiles of miles. No, it's the other way around. Thank you, my dear. Good night. I love you dearly. I'm glad you got in tonight and are here. Thank you, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetie. He's been calling in for so long. All right, our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you are on the air. On the air. I got my poems picked out, too. So, Do you? Um, yes. I've been going through my poems because I'm hearing so much great stuff. Um, I got a chance to host the other day, too. And, um, you I, know, it's funny I, is I was going to ask you, Mama, 
what you're doing tonight and wanted to see if you wanted to hang out with me for a while. Yeah, that was uh, the other day. I'm not kind of prepared today because i got to get up early in the morning. I'm going to get some tests, more tests done. But uh, next week I will okay. with you. i got, I got to calm down. So I'm not going to try to use my brain too much tonight since it's always gone. But I told them, I said, they said, well, this is your first time home? And I said, yes. They said, that's a shame. That's a shame. I said, not really. I said, Nyla tried to give me my own show. Some other people tried to give me my own show. I said, I'm just... Not dependable. <laughs> I never did. You you and Debbie like, would have had you and Debbie would have had uh the inkwell, you know, if if we could have coordinated that reliably. But it was just everything was just yeah. going crazy in everybody's life at that time frame. So that never happened. But yeah. Yeah, you would be yeah. a great host. And then the Sunday show, you know, you know the Sunday show you tried to give me me and um mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, so I said I've had opportunities. I even had one my own called No Horse Talk. I just, I'm just not dependable. I mean, I'm dependable for showing up, but I'm not dependable for doing things at a particular time, at a particular day. <laughs> you know, like me either. I, I just, I don't know. You are great. <laughs> you are great. You have missed in <laughs> seven years. I can say I think you've missed once when you were sick with your hand. And one other time, uh, uh, I, I don't remember you missing too many days. Oh, I can count on one hand. But uh, this mm-hmm. is a new one I got. I like the feedback I got from it. Um, uh, one of the poets in my, on my poetry soup page, and she's touched by the intelligent, emotional, poor thought. They are pre- precociously and uniquely yours as formed by your journey. She said you obviously spiritually drew from all your earthly journeys hurt, and or broke in you. I thank you for sharing this and support by the name of KK. I love I love feedback like that. And I just wrote this. Let's see. I think I posted it uh, maybe last week. And it's called The Distractions of Religion Versus Spirituality. <laughs> and it goes like this. I pray that you do not fall prey. Years of watching people getting caught up in the snares of religious traps. Traps set to keep Negroes on their knees and us impoverished people tied to the worship of the wealthy. White Jesus concepts, white master concepts. No one has prayed harder and loved and sacrificed more than we have, and yet we are still grabbing at straws. We had everything we needed, and we're in a rich land where the God of creation had placed us. We foolishly welcomed in the devil who came to steal, kill, and destroy. And destroy. He has plundered the riches from your land, from our land, and stolen people from our land has stolen our people. Now he wants us to kiss the symbol of our own destruction. We are not innocent children anymore. We cannot afford to be as naive as before. Stand up, ye mighty people, and become men and women again, become great again. We had our ways, and our ways were not their ways. They who despised us would send 
their God to save us with the Bible in one hand and the Quran in the other hand, yet both their hands have despised and enslaved us. With what hand do we hold on to the God that made us in his own image, gave us his attributes, and placed us in paradise as stewards of paradise? And with what hand do we protect ourselves, our families, and our land? And with what hand do we use to record our own history and write our own stories? He who has stolen your heart has also stolen your dignity and love for self. There are only two kinds of men in mankind, those who are righteous and those who are unrighteous. You will distinguish them by their deeds and not by their religion or the lack thereof in peace. That was, you know, her comment was spot on on that. You know, you, when you write, and it, it has to do with, I mean, it's your whole persona. It's not just the way you write. It's the way you carry yourself in life, which I, which I think is why it's very easy for you to write with with that, I was going to say enigmatic mm-hmm. voice. Thank you, Mike. You know, just, just know. to be able yeah, to, I, to write with it, an, an otherworldly perception of being able to stand on the outside and look in to your own surroundings. And you know what? I wanted to comment on your piece that you opened with before I did my second piece uh, of that person. Um, I said that poem, your poem was like, he was like a boomerang. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Crosswhite. You can look him up on my page. Gary Crosswhite is my boomerang. I, I started dating him when I was 18 and off and on my entire life. He, he was the carnival that came to town, I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay, and then another thing I liked about that piece was you said, why now? Well, why now? His now is periodic. Uh, the graffiti lyrics, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the pitch return to the river. He comes back to, uh, I guess, the spawn and the river. <laughs> Well, you know, well that that, that yeah. line. I always wondered if that line can be in. Okay. Let me finish because I can't read my writing. I wait too long. Uh, he just throwing pebbles at your window, and I thought that was really funny because like little kids do that when they don't want their parents to know their boyfriend's outside. That is so funny. Then you said something about the monkey tongue and the double jointed smile, and then um, this just. Skeletons. Oh, I was saying the skeletons returning from rising up from the grave. He's been buried him so many times. Here he comes haunting you like a ghost. Okay. Mm-hmm. So back to the life you want to speak on. Um, of that. Uh, the graffiti lyrics. Is that what it is when you want to say something? I got scribbles down here. Oh, you want to say something about the uh, fish returning to the river. That's that's one of the lines in the poem that's always got me perplexed on whether it actually, if somebody reads it, are they understanding what I'm trying to say? Because you know when you break up with somebody and you're all bummed and everyone says, ah, there's always other fish in the sea, you know, and it's like, fine, I'm done with them, I'm burning my bridges. So where it says, you know, after the bridges stop smoldering and fish have returned to the river again, which means other guys are coming around and asking me out. 
Okay. You know, so so once once right that once after the, I burned the bridge, it's not smoking anymore. It's not smoldering. The bridge is burned. The fish are coming back upstream. I'm starting to get asked out out again, and then boom, there you are, messing everything up again. <laughs> Okay, I, I I get it now because I think I took it just the uh, other way. I guess it could be taken that way too. That he was coming back to find like fish come back to their same spot to like when they get ready to procreate. He probably did that. That's them. probably what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> There's so a reason I named him the Carnival. Okay. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. So I hope I got um, a lot of the points that you were making. And uh, in my own interpretation, yeah, I, I think I kind of screwed that part up. I thought he was coming back to spiral at, at the river. <laughs> anyway, I like your interpretation. That's, that, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I like it. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. Uh, okay. I is, love that man so dearly. I will always. I have known him longest. I have known him longer than I've known anyone in my entire life, and he's the only person I can go up to and tug on his sleeve and say, "Do you remember when?" And he does. You know, we we grew up together. We, you know, <laughs> we just never stayed together. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that you have to still be friends, you know, mm. after so long. But um, you were speaking about something about watching people and uh, writing about it. And, um, that, yeah, that writing about it. Um, that poem I did a while back, I think I did it about three times on your program before. It's called Alive. And how do I know? And I think you really like it. And it kind of reminded me of uh, the prompt you were giving out earlier. So I'm going to do that one for you. Do you think that those prompts help, Mom? Do you, th- um, do you think? They, they sometimes do. I've done, like, maybe four of them. I did the one uh, about the boogeyman you told us to do. I did the one about things, uh, uh, things you uh, walk around things. I have I have to go in my uh, word processor and look. There's several of them that I I, I have um, stashed over there that over the years that I've done that I really like and it's in my repertoire. So yeah, I, they help. Good. If I ever <laughs> ask any help. of you guys that question, lie to me and say yes, okay? Yeah, the ones that I did do. I mean, I don't do them all, but the ones I was inspired to do, they're over there in Word document in my repertoire. So I feel like they wouldn't be over there if I didn't think they were worthwhile. That's so awesome. I, I love that word So anyway, here we go. This is called Alive and How Do I Know? And this is one of my favorite pieces by me. I knew I was alive. Not from the pain of giving birth, nor from the excruciating reoccurring toothache. Sometimes it's things like that that makes you call on death. But I knew I was alive. I did not feel alive because I felt no pulse. Like when I was kidnapped, nor the day she stabbed and killed my brother five times. So she killed him one time, but she stabbed him five times. And she was not... uh, she said she did just because she didn't want him to leave her. Not when they sentenced my black male child for trying to be a hero. Somehow I knew I was alive because of the little insignificant things, little things that opened my eyes, such as robotic movements from a glimpse. 
the mundane thing made me aware where the illusions and real life began. More times than not, the heavy loads are too painful to digest, so I focus on the insignificant. Like when the man pushes his glasses up on his nose, but not when the weather was below zero and cold, because I knew one day the tragedies would cease and that feeling of living would increase, that one day, in spite of all these pitfalls and stumbling blocks, I finally realized that I am alive, especially when I saw the man push his glasses up on his nose. I knew I was alive when I saw the woman eating cheeseless Cheetos. One day, life flashed a warning button, alerting me that this is real life. Yet there were no rules attached. Life is complicated without rules, and even with rules, life is still an unfair game, a complicated game of chance. I made two babies, laughed as much as I could without appearing insane, I sat through a few movies, read only what and when I wanted to. When I wanted, I was busy writing a bunch of poems. I wanted to dance every day. The only sacrifice I made was sometimes I wouldn't let myself. I wanted to leave right after the dancing stopped, but still I knew I was alive, living, when I saw how I stayed on the minds of babies. Babies never forget me. You know you're living when a child runs towards you with training pants on. He couldn't have been no more than three or a bit more than four. He ran to me. I'd been gone for so long, but he was gleefully greeting me. How could he remember me? He was only one when I left town. The other kid came over to help me, but he charged me $2. I said, I thought you were helping me from your heart. I am, he said, but I still need $2. Hmm, that was real. The only thing that's acting up on my computer is the software that keeps my computer from acting up. I knew when I saw him, you know, the man pushing his glasses up on his nose. It was then that I knew I was alive. This must be my test, my test. A child asked for $2 to help me from his heart, the maintenance software opens to error messages. Man pushes glasses up on his nose incidentally. It was at these crucial points that I now know my life is not an illusion, but that it is somehow, that somehow this is how I know that I'm alive. In peace. Amazing. This is how I know I'm alive. Yes. Fantastic job, Mama. You're very welcome, my darling baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm typing to the text, so so tell everyone how much you love them for a second so I can finish typing to the text the tech support real fast. Uh, I love them uh, much more than they think. They just don't know how much this helps to know that I'm alive and other stuff. So the writing prompt that you gave us, I've already done that piece. (laughs) 
I can't add lip too much longer. So are you finished? <laughs> are you finished? I'm done. I'm ready. I'm here. <laughs> okay. I've never seen you at a loss for words. I should have just sat there and was been quiet for a no, while. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't at a loss for words. I was just about to do another piece, and I like. See, I'm a poet. Any chance I get to read, I'm gonna read. I'm not gonna sit there and just talk gibberish. And you can tell no. I don't even have a piece Okay, baby. Let's uh, on to the next. As Stan says. <laughs> All right, Mom, I love you, honey. Thank you so much. Great job tonight. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye, honey. All right, so I am going to give you guys a lineup all the way down so you kind of have an idea of where you are, all right? But sometimes the board hiccups and people hang up or push buttons they shouldn't push and change. So that this may shift a little, but right now, the lineup as it stands, we have 704-779-480. 682-202-201-585 and 919. All right. So let's go ahead and grab 704. 704, you are on the air. Hey there. This is Nathan Antoine. How you doing? Hey, Nathan. How are you, doll? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty presumptuous of me. Hey, doll. <laughs> I think I'm Sam Spade or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, poetry good. joints in the world. He walks into mine. Hey, doll. <laughs> I'm such a goober. <laughs> it's good to hear from you, hun. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. So I'd, I'm going to uh, join the show tonight. I am glad you're here. What'd you bring us? Uh, so tonight I have one of my favorite pieces. is titled uh, In My Mind. All right. Go ahead when you're ready. In my mind. One day I realized my mind was my reason to smile. It took a while because I was distracted with, with immature politics, my work life, my personal life. Man, I just needed to go places, so I rolled up, took a puff, and cascaded galaxies. I never knew the solitude of my own mind could be such an amazing place. It's just sometimes. When I'm having a rough time, I think thoughts that arrange themselves as if I'm having a conversation. The first thought knows the phrase itself as a question that I must now answer. But these answers, oh, these answers, know the phrase themselves as more questions that too require an answer. Now I'm left with so many words in my mind that are all working for you. Although sometimes the doors are closed, barricaded, because I'm afraid of what you might find in my mind. Naked pictures of you, super sexy, sophisticated things I want to do to you, or maybe some things I want you to do to me. All that I ask is that you feed my mind, because in my mind up here, I can create art out of love that made a home, but there was once only a chair. You know, there's a galaxy somewhere up here in my mind, but don't only adore my mind, indulge in my mind. Grab my hand and let's take a walk somewhere, anywhere in my mind. Or maybe find a wall and become a fly and just sit and observe the symphony in my mind. And peace. That was phenomenal. See, this is why I miss you when you're not here. <laughs> Thank you. You have an amazingly powerful 
strong and concise voice. And uh, I'm just a huge fan. Thank you so much. That's one of my favorites. I'll definitely do it for you today. Are you going to do two? Uh, I can. Uh, Let me see. Let me find a good one for you. So I'll do uh, one of my other favorites. Uh, One of my other favorites. I wrote this poem about a cousin of mine, and that actually goes into the intro. This poem is titled uh, Imposter Me. So, So one day I realized my cousin was an imposter. She wasn't quite the she she said she was, because sometimes she was her mother and sometimes she was her friends. I tried to talk to her, but she wouldn't listen. Uh, Sometimes she was her mother and sometimes she was her friends. I tried to talk to her even while she was living on her own, but she wouldn't listen. So I sat down and wrote this poem, Imposter Me. Sometimes, during the toughest of times, I hear them, two of them, birds in my ear from the left on the right, both telling me exactly what I want to hear, inspiring future pain. How can I deny them when I can't focus my energy to build, inspire, or create the kind of synergy needed to be the me I always knew I'd be before I became? Before the aim got so low that I could go low and still feel high that I tried, before my normal became less than a minimum and overachieving was a thing that I could do. And feel good about it, too, before when I was, see, well put together. Now I'm too far apart, and I'm not sure how to pull it together. I'm held hostage by my own will. Not yet enough strength to open my eyes and see that I can do it. That even while walking on my own eggshell, see, I can get through it. I don't have to listen to one or two because I can be a bigger three and stand up to the possibility of any one. Are you still there? Okay. I'm I'm glad that you just finished. Just as you just as you got to that last line, the whole board just hiccuped and I thought I lost you. No, no, that was bad. I'm talking oh, good. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job on that. You did absolutely great. Do me a favor, baby, and tell everyone how they can come find you. Sure. Uh, You can find me right now uh, just on Facebook under Nathan Antoine. I actually have a poetry page where I post a lot of my written work. It's uh, The Reach, so you can find that at The Reach, number two, letter U. Thank you. You You are very welcome, darling. You too, sweetheart, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Having some issues with this board and it's driving me nuts. All right, so our next caller, if I can get them unmuted, comes from area code 779779. You're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, I could be better. Um, oh, that's okay. not good. So, <clears throat> no, but it'll be okay. Um, so, I haven't been calling in. 
um, with good reason. I mean, I should be writing it out, but sometimes that kind of stuff just won't come out. Um, There's been a lot of crap going on in my life, and I am finally walking away from and emotionally and uh, mentally abusive relationship. But I got three beautiful kids out of it. So. Wow. Um, Morgan and I worked on a piece of poetry uh, a couple days ago just by uh, talking back and forth. So we ended up putting it together. And I don't have a uh, title for it or anything. So I'm just going to read it. All the heaviness of a mother's heart with the bitterness of a woman scorned to play the part. I still my breath, hold tight the weathered, exhale the cradled aches of death in the strongest effort to release the silken bends untethered. I find myself at water's edge, unsure and burning bright, as peering towards the sunrise in a fledge, my lungs will falter no more and I will leave behind the night. If I could sow the wounds that others strew and dry the tears where rivers grew, if I could give to you the world anew, I would bend this tortured morn and shroud the shadow born. Alas, it's not within my greatest power to stitch the threads of light and sour. The shadows bend on the graves of morrow, dug of silence and of sorrow. The shrouds beget and surge of the end throng of clustered memories that don't belong. The hour of passing has long, <clears throat> has long been through. It's time we both are reborn anew. And that's empty. Wow. That was awesome, honey. Thank you. You are very welcome. That is kind of like dropping a bomb. Yeah, it was hard. Claire, I'm on the phone. Go. I'll talk (laughs) to you in a minute. But you know what? No matter what you do, you know, what you do in life, what changes happen, you know, you, you, I've told you this since I first met you, you are an amazing woman. You know, you you are one of those people who get up and brush the dirt off and keep going. You know, you don't stay down. Nothing keeps you down, you know. And I, I, I think a lot of that is because you know your voice and you know your voice because of your writing. I think that, this, that it's an outlet for you and um, a power. I mean, it's your superpower. <clears throat> Hopefully I am able to continue that and pass it down to my kids. I don't want them to You're, you're going to be fine. And, their and go ahead, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I said I don't I don't want them to grow up not knowing how to use their voice. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were you were probably the last generation that 
and, and not even so much your generation. You know, I think about my mom's generation. It's like, holy hell, that just was never allowed to have a voice. Females weren't. Yeah, I was uh, I was told to keep my mouth shut a lot. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has the right to tell you to be quiet. They have the right not to listen. They don't have to listen to a word you say, but they don't have the right to tell you to be quiet. Nobody ever has the right to tell you to be quiet unless you're in a library. And that's when you just uh-huh. get up on the table and start tap dancing. And, and there's your talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my sweet, sweet girl. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Uh, you can find me on allpoetry.com slash scarlet letter. Um, and when I can figure out how to remember my writer's cafe, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Morgan can give it to you. He's next. <laughs> well, that works. That's convenient. Well, let's just keep you on the line while we bring him on then. For sure. 480, are you with me? Hello. Hello. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let. Oh wait, first of all, you have to. Okay, I'm gonna let you host, and you can introduce oh, them, and be, you can be me. No, not you. You're the reader. <laughs> Jessica gets to host and be me for now. So go ahead and take it off. Oh. Take over the show, guys. Oh, well, that's a shame because I was actually gonna send you something. I guess that makes my decision for me. All right. I, I think that changes what I'm reading then, because there's the one that I actually have to send the text of, and I think it'd be a little lost. What do you think? Uh, I'll let them be lost. It's art. People will take it for what it, what they hear it as. Fair point. Fair point. Okay, Madam Host, how are you I'm doing? Glad. I'm all right. I have my Moscata, and I'm ready to hear it. <laughs> Man, straight to the point. Like you gotta gotta stretch it out. You gotta build the drama. Well, I'm sorry. Who's okay. hosting? <laughs> girl. Oh, I oh. love you. No, <laughs> oh. I'm supposed to take over for Nyla. What's Nyla I don't doing think Morgan something? gets put in the corner very often, but this was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hot in here? I feel like I feel like I'm on fire right now. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I'm being quiet again. (laughs) No, it's okay. So, Nyla, if you'd like to read along, I will uh, send you the file that I was going to send you on Facebook. Um, Okay. This is a piece that, uh, it's a short one, that I wrote, oh, God, many, many years ago. I don't count anymore because it's just embarrassing at this point. Um, I call it Through Mad Men's Eyes. Oh, how the years doth part a soul in two, wearing face of cantered slew, known to none, and none desire the panging of the one inquire, that man surmised upon his fate, as he wears his mask for all to sate. Droves of eyes that probe his brain, waiting for his creature slain, pray for peril, pray for peril, only there to watch his pain. Who art thou? Thou art sterile. Cease to take thy name in vain. End peace. That was awesome. You know, I know that you love that that you love dark poetry. I mean, your your poetry just has that beautiful dark, haunting. You know, there there's a danger to it, 
to the to the way that you write. Um, and I know that you've been compared to Poe, you know, but there's yeah. a reason for that. You know, just just the whole the whole. I don't want to say you you don't write like him. Like I was talking with Glenn Still earlier, you know, he doesn't like he doesn't write like Charles, but no, you it's can tell aura. that there, there's a voice. It's like it's like belonging to a tribe. You know, I always, I always say that. You know, we are all creatures. You know, we we are we are animals, and and animals recognize their own. And there are things that I can hear, and I like it. But then there's something that I can hear, especially music, acoustic string instruments, or real deep bass, or a, a booming drum, you know, that I hear, that when I hear it, it reaches inside of me and grabs a hold of of my core, and I know mm-hmm. it. I, it's, it's, like, it's like I found my species, you know, I found, you know, and, and so... I get that feeling in your writing. It breaks brings me back to that place where I when I first read Poe and he reached inside and just, you know, grabbed a hold of all of my my insides and twisted me up and and I knew. You know, it's the same thing with Shakespeare, you know, the way the the way the speech is. Um uh, so I just I just think it's awesome. Thank I love you. seeing That's that style of, of poetry. Compliments. <laughs> That's one of the highest You're compliments welcome. I can get. I that do I do I have time for one more? I know that one is a little bit short. Yeah, but I I'm not supposed to be hosting right now. Jessica is, so I'm oh, like not there. Right. Well, I Ma- don't know. Maddie, I don't know how this is. Uh, okay, I guess. Sure. You guess. You guess. <laughs> do I get special treatment because I'm like one of your longest friends? Am I am I flexing I... some friend privilege right now? Jesus. I gotta be the wine talking. Go ahead. okay this one is uh was actually a school project at one point for an english class and um the the target was you were given um lines that was taken out of a student award-winning poem that didn't really resonate with me but i wanted to take it and make it my own so the first line of every stanza was a piece taken from this poem that i reworked and made my own it's called inner demon The wind whispers my name as it tears the scorched land. Barren and desolate, dried to nothing but sand, this place, it seethes with emptiness and fear, locking its grip, taking all I hold dear. I feel the freedom so near to my face, yet I see nothing but hate in this place. This stark and scorched wasteland whines forevermore, This barren, trapped wasteland holds no door to the answers I seek for this mystery of mine. In this cold, barren place, it's within my mind that I'm confined. Pale green leaves shiver in the crisp breeze of time, from their green-colored masses to mere dust and ashes, says the prophet in me, a sign. Suddenly, All seems to pause as this apparent cause transcends from the ashes and sand. He spoke with no voice, and I listened with no choice, expecting this deity to reprimand. Awoken from ashes, his word violently slashes at everything I thought I knew. His words, like a dream, shatter all that I've seen. 
no, this cannot be true. But too soon, time invades and reminds me I have places to be, said this unspeaking, unforgiving deity. For soon you shall see the horror I'll make you to be. Farewell, I descend to the ash I transcend. You'll never be rid of me. And peace. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I say stuff. No, you're hosting. Go ahead. Uh, end session. Oh. Say stuff. I've heard these poems my whole friendship, my whole 15 years of knowledge with him. I've heard these poems. It's your turn. <laughs> Just same thing. I absolutely love the vein that you write in, and you did a fantastic job. Thank you <laughs> very much. The reason I don't host. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as easy as to think listening to somebody, and you have to listen, you have to pay attention, you have to grasp what they're saying, grasp the meaning of what they're saying, and come up with something intelligent to say by the time they're done. It's it's, it's hard. <laughs> Been there, oh, no, done that, did it for years. <laughs> Morgan and I are on the Writers Cafe website, and I will sit in front of his piece that I've read a hundred billion different times, and still try to think of something to say. And I'll sit there for like an hour, <laughs> taking it apart word for word, trying to write something about it. <laughs> That's funny. All right, you guys, you, both of you, you tell everyone how to find you, honey. <laughs> Ladies first, I insist. What? Oh. No, I already did mine. <laughs> well, alrighty then. I suppose if Marjorie you're going to be snooty about it. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyone yeah. who wants to find me in my writing... Uh, you can find me at writerscafe.org slash ashire. That is A-S-H-I-R-E. And that's it. That's the only place that my writing is, and that's where it lives on the Internet, in the dark, little-known corner of Writers Cafe, which is a great website. I'd recommend everybody to make a profile and check it out. It is a great community of great people, and I've been on there for many years and made some great friends. So... Highly recommended for anyone who, you know, has some writing to toss up. Morgan. Just just something to toss yes. out there, huh? Do you oh, yeah. have Writer's Cafe up right now? I do, indeed. Can you find my link and let them know what it is? No. Please? I mean, I can. Well, Will I mean, you <laughs> do it now? I gave you You're two gonna... poems. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna twist my arm about it, just hang on. I'm navigating to my friend's page. Yeah, from uh, Illinois <laughs> to Arizona, I'm gonna twist your arm. I I don't throw it past you. It's uh, writerscafe.org/annabelle. A N N E B E L L E. See, that should have been simple. That should have been simple. <laughs> So I could give your old MySpace URL that's on here. Oh, Jesus, what's not? <laughs> yeah, if, if you ever want some dirt, just uh, check out her Writer's Cafe and uh, her MySpace uh, profile link is on there. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some juicy dirt to dig up 
and some old, 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 old photos. That are like an inch long. <laughs> I mean, Those pictures yeah. were so it, tiny. <laughs> Nyla, thank you again for hosting. I'm hoping that I'll be able to uh, call in a little bit more often now that I'm moved and settled back into a relatively stable schedule. Well, I am glad to hear that. I have missed having you around, so it'll be it'll make me smile very big. Good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Unfortunately, right, I must bid you adieu. I am late for my mandate. Uh-oh. You go. Mm-hmm. It is so <laughs> big. Right, it is going to roll all you D&D heads. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Please try to call in. Jessica, thank you so much. You did a great job hosting. appreciate you both. <laughs> um. Really quick though, I need a um, I need a project. I need I need some direction. After the show, go back and listen to the first part of the show. I gave some really good good assignments out this morning, or at the beginning of the show. <laughs> this morning, she's been working on this all day. <laughs> I, I okay. actually I have. I, do not <laughs> I know that's that's the part I know. <laughs> Okay. I need coffee now. <laughs> okay. I apologize to everybody, but it's been literally like a month or two. So, but I've missed everybody and I love you guys so much. Thank you. You are more than welcome, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week, okay? Okay. Thanks, hon. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Okay, so guys, we have 46 minutes left in the show, and we have, let me give it a count here real quick so we kind of have an idea, one, two, three, four, five, six, six callers left in the lineup, and maybe one sapien if he calls in, so we are going to cut this back to one poem, and I'm going to, I want to just want to make sure that you all get a chance to come on, I'm going to try to keep my comments to a minimum, because you know I am, or you know, I, I don't mean to. I just do. All right. Next caller is area code six eight two six eight two. You're on the air. Hey, lady. It's Richard down here in the great state of Texas. Hey, Richard. It is very good to hear from you, sweetheart. <laughs> I um, piddling around. I said, oh, I got to touch base with my girl. It's been a couple of weeks. It has been. I was starting to feel very neglected. I know. I, I, you know, I just, I must apologize. Nyla, I'm about to lose my mind. I'm serious. Why? I've made a, I've made a discovery. What? Poetry ain't easy. <laughs> oh. It's just not. It just, I, I, you know, I want it to be easy, but it just won't cooperate. I've been trying because, you know, nobody wants my manuscript, so I've decided to self-publish. And it's just been a daunting task. I, there's, you know, the font size, the, the, the book cover, the order of the poems, and just, oh, and I don't know why. Other people would probably zip through that, but not Richard. <laughs> you, know, you know, don't I, and don't it zip through it either. Difficult. You know, there, there's nothing... And let me give this advice to all of you, and I'll make this quick, I promise. There's nothing that will kill a book faster, number one, than a shoddy cover. 
You take the okay. time to make sure that your cover looks good, it's crisp, it's professional. You, Everyone says okay. you don't judge a book by a cover. That's bullshit. You walk into a bookstore <laughs> and you look at all the books sitting there. Which one does your hand automatically go to? The one with the bright, pretty, awesome-looking cover. That's 90% of the battle is to get someone to pick up your book. You put as much time or more into that cover but, because but that, Nyla, that's your first impression. That's the That's the... The biggest quote, sell point Nyla, of your book. What? That quote is hundreds of years old, and you just took it and threw it down the toilet and flushed. <laughs> I don't care. It's wrong. It is wrong. <laughs> human nature is what human nature is. If human nature wasn't that way, they wouldn't spend so much time on packaging. They wouldn't spend there so much go. time on advertising. But uh, tell right. me the truth. If you walk into the store and you see two things sitting there and there's a bright red candy wrapper with right. big, beautiful almonds and chocolate and caramel dripping, and yeah. you've got something in a plain, plain brown wrapper yeah. with a granola grain on it, which one are you going to pick up? Yeah, you, 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 hey, you, you make a very valid uh, argument. I just mm-hmm. I apologize for not so, calling in because I love the show and I want to call in, <laughs> but I have been just agonizing over this book. But anyway, that's a that, that's a whole don't agonize. Hour, Take your time hours. and make it perfect. It deserves yeah. it. That's your heart yeah. and soul. You know, it, yes. you're not in a race. Yes. You make sure every single thing that you, it's perfect before you send it out there into the world. Yes, it's Enjoy like having that a child. Process. You get. It's like having a child, but you pick the color of the eyes. You know, it's just uh. exactly, exactly. But anyway, um, I was wondering, would it be okay? if I read a poem to you that I've read to you before? Of course. You can do what you want. Okay. This is called Miss Hunter's Tree, and it's years ago when I was living in California. I was in a house, and I was looking out the window, and I saw all this activity under a neighbor's tree. And the next thing I know, poem. But anyway, Miss Hunter's Tree, branches and leaves, Catch ultraviolet rays. You can almost taste the cool summer shade. Little hands and feet are there most of the day. Marbles, jacks, and double dutch are played. Suburbia served on a tray beneath Miss Hunter's tree. On the highest branch between the leaves, a fortress of twigs house chicks who plead to their mother for the board they so need. To grow, survive, and one day leave the nest. A budding ethologist adjusts their shutter speed beneath Miss Hunter's tree. Young lovers savor this cozy sight. Anticipation declares the moment is right. They begin to coddle with all their might. Carved initials on the trunk reveals their plight. They share a kiss and a bit of moonlight bloom. Beneath Miss Hunter's Tree. And that's the end of that poem. Awesome. You know, I, lo- I, I call those slice-of-life poems, you know, where you take uh-huh. a moment and immortalize it. You know, and it's, it's uh-huh. a simple thing, you know. It, it's it's yeah. a poem about looking up and seeing the sunshine through the green mason jar, yeah. or, the, you know, the, yeah. the little blue mason jar on your grandma's windowsill full of S&H green stamps. Ooh, what an image! <laughs> you know, that's I rem- that's that I that was in my my great grandma's kitchen. I'll never forget it. I've got it in my kitchen now. Oh, okay. That exact jar oh, full okay. of her little S and H green stamps is on my windowsill in my kitchen. And uh, beautiful. 
Beautiful. But, but that's the one, the image that I remember of her kitchen the most um, from when I was little. And, and so, you know, taking that, taking that little slice of life and immortalizing it and mm-hmm. making it, you know, it's, it's nostalgic. It's, it's mm-hmm. love. It's warmth. It's mm-hmm. home. It's, you know, even if it's not your memory, they still make yeah. you feel like they are. It's just awesome. Great piece, honey. And when I, when I was writing that, I thought it was too simple. I thought it, it was kind of bland. But when I shared it with other people, I got good responses. But thank you for your time, and thank you for listening. <laughs> You're very welcome, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come over and love on you. <sighs> if you want to come and love on me, first take a long, hard look, <laughs> and then go over to PoetrySoup.com. And the Richard Perfect. Allen. Perfect. Perfect. All right, I love you guys. Please I love try to make show. it next week if you can get in. I will. I most definitely will. I, I, I think, I think uh, there will be a lull in the schedule. My mind will be a little bit more relaxed. I'll be there. Awesome. All right, hon. Thank you so much. Bye, you guys. <laughs> Bye, hon. All right, our next caller comes from area code 202. 202, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, how you Good doing? Fine, thank you. Star Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tina Star. King's Cadence, Home's Cadence in the building. Welcome to the show, you guys. What have you brought us tonight? We have a piece that King's Cadence wrote a couple of days ago that we're very proud of. Happy to share. Okay, it's uh, it's called Born Again. All right, ready, babe? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Come bring me your sweetness. Well, I'm internally in all of your features. We can cast dual energies and access hundreds of love memories, too. As we speak, you are now remembering. My queen, I once likened you to the Sahara snow phenomenon. Even after the snows melted, I still felt it. So warm, I attempted to be selfish. All minds, well, all minds minus the S. Confessions coming forth hesitant that I didn't know the reason you stressed it. She took my heart fragments and placed them together, and it was lost and damaged. Meanwhile, I made you feel safe, and it was awesome. And it felt like nothing I've experienced. Overcome with happy tears, I felt this. It's like nothing I've ever witnessed. Watch you see how love dancing in the distance, and I'm born with you again. I was half not whole with no control of this rolling soul of mine. Kisses and open eyes, the parts formerly closed for time. Your hand in mine, on a former consequence, a passerby. She's touching me without a word, and I understand it's a pantomime. Love, design, not thoughts derived by the pantomime, and thoughts of true love as we spend cheek to cheek and we dance inside. Two parts that died and have been revived. I vow to keep you. I vow to keep you warm until the end, the same way that you saved me way back when, and we've been faithfully and honestly born again.
I remember the first time that I told you that inside of your arms is where I feel safe. And safety for me as a grown-up is amazing. So, come into me, your sweetness. In your arms, I know I found it. Darling, don't you know with you I'm going to dance? One of those things that I like to do occasionally when it's just me and you is sing. Because you sing me to sleep at night and wake me up like a songbird in the morning. That's what keeps my heart yearning. I live for the love that we share because it's so rare. I've never had it before and I know I never have it again. You are all I need. And in your arms I'm born again. I never felt alive before. I was just living day to day, but with you I thrive and so much more. You make me feel like all things are possible, like I do because I believe in all things, me and you. You hold me, console me, uplift me, and love me in a way that I've never experienced. And I've been married two times before, you see, so when you ask me to be your one and only wife, it means the world to me. None of the things that we do are just to show, not for likes, not for comments. No, we have a love like we've never had before. From the inside out, I grow. This is who I was supposed to be with when you find your soulmate. It shows every day that I'm with you. I feel like I'm the best person I could be, and all things are truly possible. You inspire me to a whole new level, encourage me in a way that I can't even understand. You see things in me that I can't comprehend. All the languages that I speak, read, or write, the only thing that makes me feel good at the end of the day and every night is knowing that you will wake again, trying to love me in a new way, and you're my best friend. He's King's Cadence. I'm Gina Storm. Together we're Storm's Cadence. And our love made us be born again in peace. Fantastic job, you guys. You just are seamless. You're flawless. It's just meant to be. It's written in the stars. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. We love you, and really glad you're here. We missed you. You you were you were gone for a little bit. We've been very busy. Yes, that's that's a good so thing. Busy. It's it's National Poetry Month, and I know you're just out there really spreading the love and joy of poetry, so it's okay. I understand. Thank you so much. I'm glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right, you guys. Picture. Tell everyone how to find you. You can find us actually hosting with Rebel P. Jones at DS Saturday Saturday because Saturday night's the eyes, baby, and we'll post the link in the event page, 9 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. Very cool. All right, you two, great job. Appreciate you so much, and we will talk to you next week as long as you're, you know, not out there passing out poetry books to the homeless. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Bye, you guys. <laughs> oh, too cute. All right, our next caller, area code 201. 201, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Ellen Elizabeth. Hey, it is so good to hear from you, love. Thanks. 
Um, I have a re- repeat poem. I know some people have heard it, some haven't. Called Shahenda. She stood on top of the crested falls, a sunlight danced within rushing water, hands spread upward in meditation, speaking to her inner powers to appear, her full length emerald green clothing in the wind that burst forth, transfixed upon Catterskill Falls, the wind gushed, throwing her hood aside, unleashing a wave of waist-length auburn hair. Her green eyes flashed as she chanted, dazzling rays of prism light danced forth from her right hip, her powers being flocked together. Echoing her words in the wind, I open to the north, I open to the east, I open to the south, I open to the west. Elements complete my circle. Suddenly an awesome, awesome thunderclap, rain pelted the entire world. The wind growls, echoes within the ears, transposed, gazing skyward in her harbored circle. All light was now turning into shadows of evil. Days had begun. Her cloak whipped skyward, standing straight above her upspread hands and head, her eyes casting upwards, her hair hurling in the wind, her white gown blasted by speckles of black dirt. Prism lights of color danced within her protected circle, illuminating the crest she stood upon as she chanted, Night swallowed day, darkness engulfed all. There was nothing but silence within those dark hours, broken only with dawn's awakening. Soft cooing of birds filled the air. The wind sighed gently. Animals stirred cautiously upon Catterskill Falls, stood within the illuminating circle, stood a graceful tree with emerald green leaves, upswelled, upswept reach, and a white spotted trunk, and from henceforth, Shahendu the wizard was seen no more. End poem. That was phenomenal. Ellen, I have missed you severely, just so you know. I've almost been to the point where I've been rolled up on the floor in the fetal position and just rocked myself. Okay. Oh, come it on. Is, <laughs> it is seriously, <laughs> seriously good to hear from you. I was thinking, and actually I was thinking about you the other day and the very first time you called in and, uh, you know, wondering what was going on with you. And uh, but yeah, yeah, I absolutely love your writing. I love, I mean, just the imagery you're able to create—the speckles on the white dress. You know, it's it's very vivid. The very first time you called in, I remembered how much I absolutely loved the piece, and I can't remember what it was right now, but um, I remember probably, it was really probably something about um, Egypt because I I wrote several pieces on Egypt, uh, uh, swimming in the in the Red Sea and stuff. So I know that you you you've heard them also. But this is mm-hmm. from my book, Captured Moments, um, and I can you can find me uh, on Facebook, uh, Ellen Elizabeth Sternak, C-E-R-N-E-K, Cash, K-A-S-H-K, uh, and my book is under Ellen Elizabeth Sternak uh, on Amazon, so take a, take a check, take a look, and uh, no, no boobs tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. And I really, Fantastic. really got to work with something with this uh, 
with my hair on fire. That just that resonated to me. Isn't that a great one? Yeah, that that's a really good prompt. I'm gonna be gonna be working on that later. With my hair on fire. Yeah. I usually scream when my hair's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) But what if you what if there was no pain? What if it wasn't burning away? What if your hair turned into the fire? You know, there's so many Uh, different ways you could play with it. That that would be really cool. That that would be a good concept too. I'll have to play when, with when you look, see my look, hair on fire. Look, look out! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> run in the other direction. Awesome, Ellen, honey, Ellen, Elizabeth, my darling. It, it Appreciate Ellen. you so much, huh? It's I can call Ellen you Ellen. L. It's okay. Yeah, right, Elle. I like L. I like L. It makes it sound much more intimate. L, honey, it was great. Uh, and All I right. want to do something with the, uh, with the money, so I'll have to talk to you about that later. Okay. Shoot me over a message. I will. All right. Thank I've you, sweetheart. Great job. You too. Listen to All right, then. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller, 585, you are on the air. Uh, hey, this is Doug Curry. How are you? Mr. Curry, how are you doing, sweetheart? I'm glad to be here. Um, so, it's National Poetry Month, is it? It is. is okay. Um, then I'm glad to be doing poetry. I've been, you know, as you probably know, I've been doing a, a lot of theater stuff. And uh, so we just finished a big show and it went over well. And I realized one thing good about it was that it freed up Thursday night I could get here. So here I am, and I have uh, a poem here that I wrote during the week called Harlem Hallway. It smells in here of rat turds, holiday chitlins, spilt milk, natanola, straightening comb steam of conjuring, vomit chicken grease, benzene, covered graffiti-covered walls, scraped, chipped, broken, with razor cuts, bullet holes, ghosts of roaches and things. In the cool, dark's jazzy echoes, rhythm and blues, dying groans, hot salsa, reggaeton, undulating, sun-fired red splotches leaping down blood-stained, creeping, creaking, uneven wood stairs, dank, scoured with bleach and pea-smelling ammonia, lacquered over and soured by dirty scrub water and ground in grind ever again speaking over time. Landlorded, burnt out, squatted in, priced out, sold out, resettled, gerrymandered for the gentry, new denizens of the brownstone, antiques. Phenomenal. You have such an incredible, you know, I've, I've, I, I, I would love to pack a lunch and crawl into your ear, maybe take a flashlight, and just kind of like sit in the middle of your brain and hang out and watch how it works and how things are created, and I think that would be pretty cool. Just 
this, this amazing outlook, the amazing experiences you've had, the stuff that you write about, the way that you write about them. It's just incredible. Did I lose you? I'm not really going to crawl in your ear, I promise. I could have lost him. Whew. His call dropped. Well, hopefully he's... Please still listen. Uh, wait a minute. Let me see if I can just five five eight five two. Let's see if we can get him back. Are you there? Hello? I'm here. So we got dropped for a minute there. Yeah, that was weird. Did your call? Did you call back in? Yeah, immediately. Immediately. Okay, good. I mean, I was back in within ten seconds, I think. Um, you so heard me you panicking then, me? right? I'm not really going to crawl inside your ear hole, I promise. (laughs) Your orifices are safe. (laughs) You'll be okay. You'll be welcome. You know, we'll we'll, we'll do some poetry together and do Google Eyes and stuff like that. (laughs) I'm glad to have a chance to do some poetry. I've been been busy. I've been ripping and running. Look like I did two two plays, one right after the other, and it's like three, four, five nights of rehearsal a week. So um, in the meantime, you get a chance to write some of your own words instead of trying to remember and uh, and deliver somebody else's. So it's very good to be here. It's really good to have you here. So I'm glad you called back in. I want to make sure that everybody knows how to come over and show you some love so they know how awesome you are. And uh, okay, yeah, they need to be in touch. I can how awesome they are. I hear a lot of them on the show tonight, and it's all very beautiful. I'm glad to be here. Uh, my name is Doug Curry, and I can be found on my under my own name on uh, Facebook. Also, under the name of my radio program, Blacks and Blues. Blacks and Blues is heard Friday nights at nine o'clock Eastern Time at WRUR. Dot org, and at 10 o'clock Central Time on Saturday night at WDCB.org and also can be found on allpoetry.com. I'm glad to hear some other folks are there now. Um, they probably will be all the time. I'm glad to hear about it. Um, as Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-O-B, 99 on, uh, on All Poetry. Also glad to hear that there are some people here from uh, uh, Writer's Cafe, which I've been a member of a long time, but I got locked out. And my uh, my email address that they have is defunct, and I can't get back in. But it is a wonderful site, so if people are looking for a place to write and a place to keep some writings and read other writers, that's another great site. But most of all, I'm glad to be here on Thursday night, and I get here every time I can. Well, we are really happy when you do. Well, I enjoy. All right, Doug. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, baby. Okay. Bye, bye. Bye, hon. All right. We have our next caller from area code five four zero five four zero. You are on the air. Yes, this is Mr. Automatic Carriage Knight, the lyrical engine. Take years. I'm all in. How you doing? <laughs> Indeed it is. I'm doing great. How are you, honey? 
I'm just doing fine. I'm listening to the poetry and it's, uh, you know, National Poetry Month. You know, I got to get in, you know, that it wouldn't be right without me getting in. You know, it's like. Not right. It just, it just, it's, it's like a cupcake without frosting. Yeah. <clears throat> right. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like everybody else getting a piece of pie. And you and you wanted a piece of pie all day long, and you come home and all the pie gone. Yeah, it tastes for a piece of pie. You know, it tastes the way Grandma made it. And then you want that pie, and everybody ate it. You ain't never got yours. You know, so I'm here. Ready to go ahead do some poetry, and uh. I'm on freestyle. You know, of course, I do write, though. I do write. I write poetry. You know, I was a writer before I was a freestylist. So I'm always writing. So, how you been doing? You doing all right? I've, I've been doing really, really well. It's been a really fun night. It's been a fun month, actually. Been doing lots of crazy stuff around here, and and you, you yeah, it's been, it's been good. What's that? You still record? Do I still record? Yeah. It's been a little bit since I've recorded a piece. I prob I haven't recorded one in the last probably not the last two years. Not since I moved. Um, I don't have it. Everything's still kind of packed up, and I haven't got it unpacked in the that part of the studio set up. So. Yeah, I haven't recorded in the last two years, I don't think. Can you send me a link to your work? I like to see it. You on SoundCloud, right? What's that? Can you send me a link to your work? Like in my inbox, send me a link to your work. Larry, my you, spoken you know, stuff? Larry Shepard. Yeah. <laughs> you just cause know that that's because where my, some of my erotica is at. I know I'm on to you. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. It's the truth. Oh, yes, I like your erotica. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. I mean, gee, yeah, you know. But um, I'm ready to go ahead. I'll send yeah. you the link. All right. Yippee. Okay. <laughs> Let me go ahead. Uh, do my poetry. Um, I'm going to do a freestyle call. One. All right. You ready? Yes. Run, as you run, as you run, so typical and run, get the job done, run, send out the sun, run, keep the flowing, yeah, run, so many flavors, so much time, they're getting ready, ready for that grind, had to remind, yeah, on the designated line, I come to shine, I come to take what's mine. Run. You got to get the job done. Everything in order. Everything is pleasing. You know what I'm saying. What the word said to be this plan. Every day it's every day. got to make that progress. Never selfless because I'm just feeling so blessed. Run. I got to get everything done. I just run. Run like the floor, just grow like run. Every day I got to run. Keep it, keep it going, just run. Setting like the sun, run. Every day I'm having fun, because I just 
got to run. Flows like I got to run. Every day it's like run, run, run. So let's go with the flow. And every day I keep going, I grow. So people can take notes. I would never feel hope. So I just stay focused. Keep approaching that door. Ready to explore. Mind to give the crowd like something that they never heard before. I just run, 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 run with like like a motor. I keep it real just like a reporter. You know how it is, so you know I'm out the field. So every day in life, you know, I got to keep it real. I just, so typical of me, just run. Energy, run. So rock it to the century, run, run, run. Every day in this life, I just got to run. Every day in the time, I just Got to run. Got to get the job done. So I just got to run. In my life, I just run, 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 run. Every day is in this life. Every day is a challenge. Every day is a mental disability. Every day is your greatness. Walk into your path. Walk into your future. Walk into what you've been proud. Stand and be loud. Your greatest source. Ready to enforce. Ready to come with your smile. You've been there. The rock, the solid, the movement, the life in your improvement. You've been there. Run, run, run. Keeps on flowing. Keeps on flowing. Keeps on growing. So typical, you just run. Energy, just run. Keep the flowing, just run. In this life, the only way we keep going is run, run, run. Mr. Automatic Charismatic, the lyrical engine. Tank is in, I'm all in, right brain drive. Fantastic job on that, honey. Incredible. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Shy guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, funny. All right, give me a favor, love. Tell everyone how to find you, hon. Well, I'm the CEO of Viper uh, Network. I'm going to talk to you. You'll find some shows. I did a show last night. And next time I'll do a show, um, I might play some R&B. You listen to R&B music? (coughs) Um, I'll invite you. Next time I'll do a show. Um... And uh, I have a website of the one, www.viperempire.wordpress.com, which is the uh, one boss dynasty. And you can always find me as Larry Shepard on Facebook. If I'm not being Mr. Automatic Charismatic, I'm definitely being that government guy, Larry Shepard. That's who I am, named after my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being Miss Automatic Carrots back. I'm being Larry Shepard. Well, that's who we can I be am. many things. I have lots of hats. They change daily. Sometimes I wonder when I wake up who I'll be and if I like her. You know what? That's a poem right there. It is a poem. It's a line out of a poem I wrote. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> it's, 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 it's on the SoundCloud now. Is it on the SoundCloud? I can't wait to hear it. 
Nope. If it's I wake a, it's up, who am I going to be? Oh, okay. Hi. Yeah, Inbox said to me, I'm a, you know, um, have you ever checked the, uh, my website out? I have. I haven't been over there lately, though, because I have not been on the computer much at all. Oh, so did you like what you saw? Of course. Oh, thank you. See, you know what? I feel so good. You go, you go, you go. Have, you gonna have me some tears right now? Oh my! You gonna have me some tears? I am top. Really? Tell everyone how they can see your website. Oh, go to www.viperempire.wordpress.com, and if you have a show like your show, now put your show in there. Oh, uh, they can inbox me, me, yeah, email me at eight zero seven zero seven viper at com and I'll put this show in the mix. And I'm definitely recruiting hosts for uh, Viper as well, too. So, you know, just get at me, and I'll get back at them, whoever is interested in either or or both. Hey, let's get her done. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. All right. Appreciate you, hon. We'll talk to you next week if you can get in, okay? Okay, I might be trucking. Hopefully I don't go into no accident. <laughs> you just drive carefully. All right, sweetheart. Thanks, right, son. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. I want to let area code six or 863 No, I have you in the lineup, but then you went out of the lineup, and I don't know if you wanted to be in the lineup. So 863, if you wanted to come on, go ahead and press 1 again. And it'll put you in the lineup. Otherwise, just hang out and have fun and listen if you've already read. Um, there we go. Okay, just want to make sure I didn't miss you. Okay, next caller, area code 951. 951, you're on the air. Hey, Lila, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I'm okay, thank you. This is Eric Devon. I know it's you recognize my voice. But, uh, I do. Cool. Thank you. And baby time. She just left. And I miss her energy already. Mm-hmm. So I missed a lot of the show. I've been on and off calling and getting in a lineup, and then I had to hang up. And yeah, a lot going on. I know. I know. I don't really have anything tonight. <laughs> But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. What are you going to share with us? I don't really have anything new. Um, I was just going to see if I could get away with it. Doesn't matter. Oh, There's lots of people listening tonight that haven't heard you before, so it's all brand new to them. You poor people, you're going to have to go through this. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so I've got some short pieces. I, I, I don't know what the, um, we got 10 minutes, Ooh, so let me not take up a bunch of time. 
right. Okay, if I uh, read a couple of short pieces. They would have to be real short. We still have two callers to go in only 10 minutes. Probably just one's better. We're on a one-poem limit right now. So, yeah. I would love to hear two, but I can't. I'll get in trouble. They'll yell at me because I didn't get two. I understand that. (laughs) And I don't want you to get in trouble. So let me pick something that's actually kind of decent. Well, this is is one. I don't remember if I read this. Uh, A friend of mine gave me a prompt, and she really... Just gave me a list of words and said, hey, try using as many of these as possible in a um, poem. So the list of words was picnic, sky, above, hometown, pretty, flowers, birds, memory, forever, frog, fireworks, moon, trip, southwest, castle, main, palace, popular, kitchen, tea, south, north, west, east, town, and so on, how often, next to, in front of. That's the list of words. So I call it forever hometown. Somewhere north of a southwest sky, birds flutter, like flowering fireworks above frogs and their pretty picnics with pinkies extended, slow-sipped tea, crumple cakes, and so on. And how often the moon must relive her memories of trips to some town below, surrounded by hills, over which, from the east-facing kitchen window, you can just see the spire of a popular attraction, a castle. Next to you, this remains my favorite view. That was phenomenal. Oh, you say that to all the (laughs) Thank you. You know, we do have a lot of phenomenal poets, and I do say that a lot. But you know, you know, that's one thing I always, I always laugh. You know, being on the 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 air for thirteen or almost thirteen years, it'll be thirteen years in October. There's no way that this show could be on the on on the air this long if I was not sincere in my praise and the things that I say to you all, because people know when they're getting bullshit, and they know when they have smoke being blown up their butts. Even though I've heard poems about that, but that's a different show. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you guys know when I when I tell you something, I mean it truly from my heart, and I, I hope you take that to heart. I appreciate it. Yeah. So tell people how they can come love on you, hon. True, the poetic, T R U E T H E, poetic, P O E T I C, um, at True the Poetic on Instagram is probably the best way. And on Facebook, True the Poet. No, True the Poetic is also my Facebook page. But um, Eric Devon on Facebook is my, my own personal page. Eric Devon on Facebook. That's D E V A U G H N N. And True the Poetic on Instagram. And I appreciate right. your time. Appreciate you. you. Guys, go show him some love. Awesome poet. Appreciate you so much, honey, and I cannot wait to see what you bring next week. 
if you call in earlier, you can get in the two palms. It's usually by the end of the show, there's not much chance of it. No, I, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon, hon. Thank you. We have two callers left. We have 863 and then 608. I do want to take a real quick minute, um, as long as we're still on the air, because I think Ellen's still listening. I want to thank Ellen Elizabeth, who just made a donation towards the show's licensing fees. Appreciate you very much, sweetheart. Thank you on behalf of all of us. And uh, just means so much. You know, you mean so much to us, and and I really love that that this is something that the whole community is getting involved in this year, like this, and uh, you know, having you do this just it means a lot. I wish I could give a big hug right now. So thank you. All right, let's get all teary. Okay, let's get our next caller. Eight six three, you're on the air. Eight six three, are you um, with me? Um, uh, yes. Hello, N- 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 Nyla. This is oh Noreen. my goodness, my love! Hello, Noreen. <laughs> yes. Hello. How are you doing, sweetheart? Just hanging in there. I so bet you it are. Don't, it don't get it don't get any easier. It should get. I should miss him so much. <laughs> I know. I know. It was fun at the beginning of the show when I was naming off all the sponsors and I was talking about, you know, some of the sponsors of the show this year are people who just listen. They aren't even readers. They aren't even poets. They're just people who listen to the show. And, uh, you know, and and I said, and we got a donation from from uh, from an angel in heaven and, and his bride on earth. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Gary, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Yeah, we got a donation all yes. the way from heaven and from his bride on earth. Yes. So thank you for that, baby. We love you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, and we love you all, too. Okay. We know. We know that. Okay. We feel it. Okay. And and um and tonight I have a poem called My View as I Write This Poem Outside. Okay. Okay. The cloudy skies surrounding me, trees blowing gently to the wind. The grass and the plants are lying low. The wheelchair ramp just waiting here patiently. They all are acting like they are waiting for something. It's as if they are saying, where's your teddy bear, darling? We sure do miss him sitting out here. We sure miss him, and so do I. But wait a second. Can't you smell his presence, feel his aura? Yes, he is here, my teddy bear darling. The end. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. I just wish he could be here. It's not fair. I know, baby. I know. I know, but he's there. You know, yes, just like yes. all of us are here. I mean, I'm not sitting there beside you, but you know I got my arms around you right now, right? Yes. Yeah. I love you so much and 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 yeah, it's not it's not something that ever goes away. You just learn to breathe through it easier is all. You know, and and, yes. and while you go through that process, you are absolutely not alone. You know? Yes. It's going to take you a little while to realize how much he is still with you. 
yes. you know, and when you do realize that, when you when you do realize that he's he's still there with you inside you, that he'll never let you go. That's when the easier breathing starts to happen. Yeah. And and until then, we're here to catch you all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, sweetheart. Yes. We have. 14 sponsors for the show this year. How are you going to remember all those? Um, I won't be able to, I don't know. <laughs> every, I don't. every time somebody sponsored the show, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, this is going to be hell for Noreen. How is she going to do this? <laughs> I'll have to write them all down so I can thank everybody personally. I, I think that if you just give a general thank you to the com- all of the the poets who helped support the community, that might work. I think okay. that will be okay. Uh, They'll know. They know who they are. They'll know. Yes. I want to thank everyone who sponsored the show for this year. Thank you very much. Because this, this show is very, very important. It, it gives us um, um, poets, because we are, we are all family, and it gives us all opportunity to hear our have our voice heard. So thank you very much. And thank you to Nyla and um and uh, oh Michael Quig, that's what's his name. That's what I was trying to remember his name last week. <laughs> Michael Quig and, and Christopher Ryan and, and 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 um for um 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 hosting the show. Thank you, Nyla. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, sweetheart. And thank mm-hmm. you to you and Gary for being part okay. of the community that helped sponsor the show this year. It really means a lot. You mm-hmm. have no idea. You know, everything yes. that you're going mm-hmm. through and and you guys mm-hmm. did that really. Just love you. Love you so much. And we we love you too. All right. So love tell everyone how because you've got some books with your you and Gary's heart and soul poured into them that you've written together. Why don't you tell people how they can find those books? Okay, and you can find our books, um, Reflections of the Inner Beings. That's our last book that we had out before he passed away. And um, Two Hearts and One and The Aura of Truth. Then three, well, well, you can find them on Amazon.com. And, and then, um, and then, uh, then if you live around, around here, then um, I'm you know, I'm having a book signing um, and I'm at my store in Eagle Ridge Mall. It's going uh I think it's May the 11th on a Saturday, day before Mother's Day. And, and you can and, um you can also I have some books there too. And then you can also find me uh, and Gary too. You want to hear his music? I'll keep that there as long as I can. I'm there because that's what he wants. I know that's what he wants. And I'm still looking for more music of his. And I'm still going through reverse. So, um, and you can on um, www.garyandnoreensnyder.wix.com slash poetry. And you can find both of us on um, ReverbNation.com and Facebook.com. Very cool. Perfectly done, my yes. love. And All right. Is, okay. A couple of from this show is I put on there, too. What was that? Your your phone's kind of doing weird things. Okay. Um, there was a couple of other music 
and that I got for Gary, I found on, on here too. Speak easy, and I put it on my website too. Perfect. Because he did one song right. on here. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right, sweetheart. So I'm we sorry. will talk to you next week, honey. No, you're fine. Yes. You're going to come okay. back and spend some time with us next week? Yes. Okay. All right. All right, honey. I love you. Okay, and we love you, too. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. We'll talk to you in a little bit, baby girl. Okay. All right. Our next caller for the evening, our last caller for the evening, is Mr. Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods, one sapien. That's my drum roll. Welcome to the show, sir. Hi. Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods again. Are you home yet? I am. uh, Yes. Everything's still standing? Yes. Still need to find a roofer. <clears throat> Cold, cloudy, and wet today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was... Here, too. Cold, cloudy, and rainy yesterday. Might actually hit 70 on Sunday. It's like 45 right now. But that's okay. I guess I'd rather have it, a cold and wet. It will all be fine. You know why? Too hot. You know why it's fine, one sapien? Because at any time you can get up, grab your puppies, and go explore the world. Get in that car and go. <laughs> and just remember that when you look at it, it's nasty outside and it's shitty and it's cold. You can look at it and say, "That's all right. That's all right." You know, you can sit there and be shitty cold all you want, but just remember, I have keys, dude. I can leave you here. I can go somewhere else where it's cool and nice and whatever. You have to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you had a point. Until it gets about three more weeks, and then it's going to take a lot longer to drive somewhere to get away from the heat. The drive is half the fun. Yes and No. It sucks driving through parts of Minnesota and North Dakota and western or eastern, well, yeah, eastern Montana and eastern uh, Wyoming and Iowa and Nebraska and, oh, and eastern Colorado, too. Now, I'd rather be able to just kind of fly over that part or else they have to drive at night but I have some weird reflection on my windshield now, and my wipers are doing something weird I've never seen wipers do before, streaking my windshield like there's something on them and they're two months old. Strange. I'm trying not to get depressed being back here, but it's difficult. I don't want to live here anymore. don't, Don't let yourself get depressed before... It was a hard escape. It's not anymore. You have the two puppies, and you have a truck, and yeah, it may suck getting halfway between point A and point B, but you get past that halfway point, and you're free. So, you know, don't, it don't I don't think that'll get to you or depress you as bad as you think it's going to, because you're not stuck anymore. No, you got a you got a point again. 
and I had said to myself before I even came back that I might only be back for a month or so. All I all I needed to come back here for was to do my taxes, which it turns out I had all the paperwork with me. Um, and I need to deal with my mail that the post office held, and I still need to find a roofer. Um, four years running now, and I haven't been able to find one, and I really don't want to have to do it myself. I don't have anything new, so I thought I'd read something for myself and others because you had mentioned not too long ago um, tonight that, you know, there's new people listening that haven't heard anything before. Oh, and I have to say two things. One, it's really cool to hear that there are so many people, including just listeners, that are sponsoring the show this year. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to all of you. And you know what I think is so cool is most people don't have, you know, not a, not a lot of people have a lot of discretionary income that they can just toss out. And you know, if if they do, you know, there's things we all need. You know, there there's there just is. And so to see people do that. You know, and especially you, you sponsor half the show every year, half of our licensing fee every year, you know, and and it, it, that's huge. You know, I couldn't do that. I can't cover the whole thing anymore like I used to, you know, and so, you know, doing it this yeah, way this year, also, it's, it's what's also that? like triple, it's also like triple, actually it's. I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to tell everybody how many years it was free until about seven years ago when all of a sudden Block Talk Radio oh, no, decided it, it, it to wasn't start charging. Free. It, it was it was long before that. It was only free for a couple of years when I was doing it. It was free for like the first couple of years. Is all like well, two I years guess maybe. I've been calling in that long. Two, yeah, two I was paying three. it long before long before they started charging on it. Or the, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And now, so now it's, um, I think it's like three times what it was the first year they mm-hmm. started charging. Yeah, yeah. But that's the way a lot of things go. So. Yeah, but you know what? We're here and we're a community and that's one of the things is just, it really touched my heart is, you know, there, there's some people who could only do a couple dollars. And that, you know, to me that means as much as someone who can do more. We all have X amount of a pie we can share out of how big our pie is. And, you know, to know that, that you know, anybody is willing to step out and, and do something that could be a little uncomfortable and share and give back to the community, it just, it touches me so deeply. You have no idea, you know, that, to know that we have built something important, you know, we've built something important here, important to people, and that matters. Yeah. It just it makes well, me it so says, happy. Yeah, it, it says a lot about you, and it says a lot about all the writers that call in, especially with the, the listeners that are actually 
helping out now. I just think that's absolutely amazing. I know, isn't that crazy? That's just crazy. So what did you bring, my love? Something I actually wrote just about a year ago, beginning of April. Uh, it's entitled, oh, I almost forgot the other part. i got to say this now. Yeah. The closest people that I've actually lost in my life were my parents. Um, but what's helped me with losing them and losing friends um, and Merlin, my service dog, and everybody but one of his family that I came to realize that now they're always here even though I can't see them. And I can talk to them any time I want to. I just know they're here. And I know they watch over me. And it brings a lot of comfort to me. That's what I was going to say. So what I'm going to read is entitled Walking in the Shadow of My Soul. At the age of 29, I ran into an invisible wall. Subsequently, I was cut off at the knees, unable to work. As the tinnitus, severe anxiety, and major depression set in, also causing the onset of an inverted sleep pattern. Up at night, sleeping during most of the day, walking at night with my service dog, walking in the shadow of my soul. The only time I could find some peace when I was outside at night, because during the day there were too many people and too much noise causing an exhausting state of state of heightened awareness. I found solace walking in the, the shadow of my soul. And then the, as the years progressed, the trust I had lost in most people had not returned. However, through a lot of deep soul searching over many years, I found a new trust, walking in the shadow of my soul. Why? Because I became aware that my soul was my guide, and my soul will never betray me, as so many people in my life had. So I trust my soul implicitly. Why? Because my soul always listens to me, because my soul always tells me what I need and when. Because my soul never lies to me. Because my soul holds me when I cry and sometimes cries with me. Because my soul never leaves when I get angry. Because my soul never leaves when I get scared. Because my soul laughs with me, not at me. 
because my soul laughs with me when I laugh at myself. Because my soul comforts me and guides me to help me find my way when I feel lost. Because my soul is never lost. Why? Because my soul is always connected to everything. And when I feel disconnected, all I have to do is remember to reconnect by walking in the shadow of my soul. Because my soul will show me the way, especially when I feel alone and the anxiety and darkness return. Because my soul reminds me I am never alone. It's just a feeling. Because my soul shows me the light and guides me to it. Walking in the shadow of my soul. Because my soul teaches me the lessons I need to learn when I need to learn them, especially when I am confused or feel I am not ready, walking in the shadow of my soul. And when I'm feeling really down and out, I sit and breathe, walking in the shadow of my soul. Because I know my soul will never betray me, Why? Because my soul always knows when to rest and when to walk and where to go and where and when to just be. I have found the most peace and serenity walking in the shadow of my soul. And sometimes in my dreams you come to me bringing kind visitors, humans, animals, and sometimes spirits. They are my teachers, my muses, my friends, my lovers, walking in the shadow of my soul. And now I can sing and my ears won't ring because I'm always in tune with my soul. And sometimes I just breathe in peace, walking in the shadow of my soul, in part because I know when my body dies and returns to the earth, my last breath released to the heavens, I will still be walking in the shadow of my soul. End poem. I love that piece I love it because Thank it just you. it's you know when when you know it you guys have heard me talk about this story before where I couldn't find my coffee and I had it all over and all over for my coffee and I I mean hours hunted for my missing coffee cup how did it just freaking disappear right and then I went to heat up another cup of coffee, and there was my original cup of coffee still sitting in the microwave. I never even took it out of the microwave. And I, in my head, I'm, just, I'm sitting there saying, oh, you stupid bitch, and just blah, 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 blah. And I stopped, and it was like I couldn't realize. I, I mean, I, did, I, I couldn't believe how I was talking to myself. If some stranger had to come up to me and said that, I probably would have knocked him in the dirt. 
You know, I would never allow someone to speak to me that way. So why was I allowing that one person I'm supposed to feel the safest with, myself, speak to me like that? If I allow myself to speak to me like that, then what was that telling the rest of the world that they could do to me? And it pissed me off. And so I started having an inner dialogue. And sometimes I even talked out loud. And I lived alone, so it was okay. But I would think a negative thought, and I would turn around, and I would just give myself shit. You do not have the right to speak to me that way, blah, 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 blah. So the reason I love that piece so much is because it's where I finally ended up. You know, and I've never had a bad self-image. I've never had an issue with that. You know, I really like me. My, some of my funnest times are when I go off all by myself and just do weird stuff. You know, so, but but still, the fact that I allowed myself to speak to myself that way, I knew could not be healthy. That was not right. And so I reached a point where I don't do that at all anymore. And for me, that that poem talks about that place where where I am, where I, you know, I, I accept all my weirdness. You know, I accept who I am. This, you know, I'm I'm safe inside my own soul. You know, I'm not going to be the one that damages me. The rest of the world can mess with me all at once, but I have my own safe haven. And I just thought it was awesome. Great job, baby. Thank you. I've done things like that many times where I put something where I know I'm going to remember it, and then when I go to find it, I can't find it. It's kind of like one of the pieces of paper that I needed for my taxes. It turned out that it was in the last, it was, I hadn't picked up my mail for a couple of weeks in my mailbox, which is classic for me because I really don't care about much that comes. Uh, I just make sure I pay all my bills. Um, And so I just threw them in the back seat kind of, they're actually next to a window because there's so much stuff in the excursion. And uh, so I went and I looked in the house when I got home and I couldn't find it. And then it's like, oh, wait, I still have that mail. And I actually found it. But then I have a spoon. So here's your coffee cup. I have a spoon that I have had since college, and I carry it with me everywhere. Um, And I misplaced it yesterday, or so I thought. And I'm freaking out. It's like, where's my spoon? Oh, oh God. I've done this a few <laughs> times recently. And it just kind of turns me upside down for a little while. And then um, I had to get my knife out of my pocket for some reason. And there's my spoon. In the place where I used to keep the spoon. Because I used to keep my knife in a different place. And decided to move my my knife and my spoon and... It was just an old habit because I had been putting my spoon in that same place in my pocket for years. And I just stopped doing that like six months ago. I moved it to a different place. Um, so, but that negative, uh, ne- what you were talking about years ago when I used to go to AA meetings, they talk about the negative community in your head mm-hmm. and not to listen to it. And, Um, I would say from what I've learned since then that it happens for a reason 
it's my responsibility to figure out why or I can opt to go the mindfulness way and do my best to not grab on to that thought when it comes or when I start to open my mouth, I actually sometimes catch myself before I start swearing myself up and down for doing something. Um, and it's really actually pretty cool. Um, because I bet sock puppets would work too. You know, bad voice, good puppets. voice. We could make little sock puppets and I could sit there and make them argue. Well, you know, yeah, you could. You think these make my butt look big, huh? Yeah, well, really? Look at this butt. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. Well, <laughs> and make my little, like my sock puppet sing to each other, right? Yeah. I won't tell the... the <laughs> then I won't tell the joke about the... the no. Um, I try to actually not even do that anymore because I find that if if I can do my best to avoid or not react and not attach to any of that, that the overall stress level just drops and everything becomes more mellow, anxiety drops. And um, I read an interesting book a long time ago uh, I didn't like the most recent book I had read by James Redfield for one reason and one reason only, because he said in part of the book that that we, before we're born, we choose our parents. And at that point, I was not in a really good place about that kind of stuff. Uh, really bad thing for somebody to say. It was a little too new, new agey for me, too. But the first book that a friend of mine told me about is called The Celestine Prophecy. And it's a really cool book because it's kind of about intention and positive thinking and being and I think mainly just doing your best to expand your awareness. And the more you expand your awareness, the more the things that you think are coincidences aren't and that they're happening for a reason. It's a really cool book. Difficult I will have to put to down. That out. Things happen for a reason because I have free will and I am the captain of my own fate. What? There again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we all, yeah, we do all have free will. It's actually a cool story because it, there he talks about what he calls in the nine insights. And in, this guy is actually on a on a trip in uh, Central or South America in jungle. It's 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 a cool. I mean, the whole way it's written is kind of cool, and where it takes place. And all right, baby, I have got an appointment to get to. I got to get off of here. So if you will do me a favor, darling, and tell everyone how they can come find you and show you some love and all that good stuff and see your wolf puppies and all that. Yeah. You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Put in uh, 
Facebook search box, and you can find me there in the cool composite picture Nyla made for me. And pictures of my unfortunately departed wolf dogs. Although one of them is in a group picture is still here with me, Arthur. He was 14 and a half in January. Um, but if you're interested in reading some of my pieces like Ghosts that I read last week, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S., and it has some cool art in it, too. Very cool. I'm going to try to give you a call, if not tomorrow, then for sure on Sunday. I uh, have two types of... Um, you know I'm looking at getting a dog. And one oh, of them... Really? I can't say the names right. If I'm saying it wrong, then then you can tell me later. But I'm looking at the um, Tamascans. The what? A Tamascan. And the other one is like Utongans. Utongans. I have um, never heard of either of them. I will, I will send you the links to them and let you look at them and tell me what you think. I don't even know how to spell it. I'll send you the links. And there's information on both breeds. They're gorgeous. They look like wolves. They're not. Really? They look like, yeah. Amazing, 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 amazing dogs. So I'll send you the link. Where and I'll give you a call when you get a chance. Yeah, okay. I'm really looking forward to the info so I can read because I like reading about different dog breeds. Where are they indigenous to? They are a newer breed. I'm putting them over on your page right now for you. Actually, I'm going to put the link on my... No, I will put it on your page. I I like the old breeds. Well, I can't... What I need it for, I can't get... You'll see, after when you read about these breeds, you'll understand why I want one. Okay. But that works. I mean, that's just me. I go up in the mountains by myself, alone, camping with you know, 50 miles from the nearest dirt road to take me to civilization, which is 200 miles away, and I can't have a wild dog out. I can't have a wolf dog out there with me, and I can't have something like a Siberian Husky that's not going to listen, that's not going to mind. I need something that's going to be out there with me that's going to be a first alert, and that's what I need a dog for, one that's going to stay close, be handy, hang out with me, and not necessarily attack something like a bobcat if it comes up meandering too close, but that will be a first alert so that if something comes to start messing with me, I'm, I've got a warning. Okay, or you, or you could look up Caucasian, just like the same as the word, the way it's associated. Caucasian, there's a place called the Caucasian Mountains over in, in uh, the Russia area, East, Eastern Russia or Western Russia area, I think. Caucasian Mountain Dog. They're freaking massive. I think they're like 180 to 200 pounds. I don't need anything that big. I wouldn't fit in the truck with it. (laughs) But you could sleep with it. You wouldn't even need a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is this is probably there's a cute Holy picture. Crap, I don't know where it is. Huge. Oh, you looked it's it up. It's like a woolly mammoth. <laughs> oh yeah, I was uh, yeah I was gonna say they're 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 actually bigger than um, Newfoundland. A mastiff. Well, it's 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 part of you can see it. Um, that was good. Um, you're part of the mastiff overall mastiff family. Which is mm-hmm. you know Saint Bernard's, Great Danes. I just impressed uh, you, didn't the, I? Yeah, with the the English mastiffs. I just don't like <laughs> the jolly stuff. But yeah, Alaskan Malamutes, the, the giant ones, have bigger jowls, but they don't drill. I, I've never met a Caucasian mountain dog though. Someone someone told me, or no, I actually read about them. They actually were used by the SS. During World War II, they used to train them. They're really good guard dogs. And I would hope so, being that big. But for some, actually, just the size alone would probably scare most people away. Okay. So picture, one thing I don't like from using my iPhone or using an iPad is if I save a picture from the Internet, it's on one but not the other, especially because... I won't go into it, but there's a really cool picture that I had found where it's a little, it's a little girl who's got to be like five years old and she's, uh, she's walking with one of those dogs and it just makes the dog look so much bigger, but it's a cute picture because the dog was, I mean, the great temperament of the dog. Mm-hmm. Okay, got those links over on your page, so when you get a chance, you can check them out. I'll go look at them right after we get off the phone. Okay, well, we're getting off now because I've been on the phone for about four hours now. Three and a a half. All right, go check those out. Shoot me over a message. I'll come back in uh, once I get done with, uh, with having to go take care of some things. I'll check my computer and see what you think of them. I'm sending this next link right now. I had to find the right link. Okay. Yeah, you'll be amazed at how much like wolves they look like, which is what I really want. I, I would love to have a koi dog, which is a, a coyote dog, but it's the same thing. That's not what I want and what is practical and going to – I have to make sure that, you know, it's a good dog for me, but also that I'm going to be a good mommy for the dog. And what I need the dog for – why I want him, the type of companion I want, what we're going to be doing, I need to pick the right baby. You know, regardless of what, okay, I want this one because it's cute. Well, that cute one is going to run off and join the wolves and lead them to me and eat me. (laughs) You know, (laughs) probably not the right dog for me in the mountains. (laughs) Well, actually, I don't think most people have anything to worry about wolves. There aren't any documented attacks or kills of human beings in the United States. You know I had one in my camp with me that sat there. I've got a picture of it. When I was in Idaho and I was up there by myself, I was up at, towards the panhandle, and I had you saw the picture, didn't you? I had one in camp with me. Where, where were you, up near Bonner's Ferry? I was up near Takara, which Where's is that? just a little bit lower than Quarter Lane, but up in the mountains, way up in the oh, mountains okay. by the ski resorts, way up, way, 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 way up. Well, I don't know what ski resorts are there because I haven't 
paid attention to that. I just know where Sun Valley is, which is like quite a bit farther south near the Lewis. It was the south end of the Panhandle. Yeah. I know why I went through Coeur d'Alene, so I know where you're at. I drove up to Sand Point, which is an hour north. But there's a wilderness area that's south of Coeur d'Alene, but it's quite a ways. It's got a long name to it. It's kind of north east of Sun Valley and there's a place called Salmon, Idaho that's like to the southeast. It's basically straight west of the Bitterroot Valley in Montana and Lolo Pass which is so but they um they're more the wolves are more afraid of human beings than we are of them. So I mm-hmm. I'm much more concerned about uh bears and Yeah, but you you've never I met think, me. I I look really tasty. <laughs> right? You know. I'm not a real skinny girl. I, I'm not real big, but I'm not a real skinny girl. I've got nice marbling. You know, I've got nice hips. Yeah. You know, I I, I kind of look like a roast <laughs> to them. <laughs> I'm well, but I I'm much more concerned about running into a a, a mountain lion or a, a wolverine. Yeah, the mountain the mountain lions would worry me. Um, a bear a bear actually is my biggest concern. Um, the wolves. You know, but when the wolf is in camp, well, we'll talk about it later. I gotta get off the. I gotta, I gotta get going. It's um, much easier to deal. I know we gotta go. It's much easier to deal with with bears. Again, wolves you don't need to worry about. Bears, you know, you play dead for a grizzly and you make as much noise as you can for a black bear. It'll scare it off. Uh, wolverines, they're just nasty creatures. And mountain lions, you hear the stories about people getting attacked and the mountains and the trails in California. Well, that's, that's, you know why that happens? And I'm going to share this just in case someone goes up in the woods. Do you know why people, people get attacked? Because people are stupid. No, seriously, do you know why people are getting attacked? They are, but you know, it's because who are getting attacked? This guy was riding his bike on a trail and got attacked by a cougar. This lady was jogging the trail, got attacked by a cougar. A lady up here in Oregon, up on Mount Hood, just got killed by a cougar. She was up hiking in, in the woods by herself up in the high, high country. The only time a cougar will attack, the only is a cat's natural. If a cat is in the bushes, a cougar's in the bushes, and it sees a person run by, that's instant prey trigger. That Their brain doesn't even have time to think. They get it. A bike rider goes running by. It looks like something running away from them. They pounce. They don't eat them. They just attack, maul, run. It's like, ah, oh, I got the, you know, like they play with the bird. You know, it's it's not something that they're doing. The problem that people don't realize is you have to make noise when you're in the woods. And that's what happened yeah. to the lady up on Mount Hood. You know, and she was an experienced, uh, experienced hiker. But if they know that you're there... You know, the worst thing you can do if you're facing a cat is run, period. You know, you you just sit there and, and pick up a stick and beat it in the head for all your life and hope you survive. But you don't run because you won't survive. She she It mauled her. 
and she did exactly what she should have done, and then she tried to get off the mountains, and she bled out, and the wounds killed her. The cougar didn't kill I mean, the cougar killed her, but he didn't eat her, and everybody was thinking they ate her, and they went up there and started shooting all the cougars, and I was so pissed, you know? Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, overreaction. Yeah. So, but, you know, yeah, you're, if you're out there really in quick, cougar country uh, jogging, hello, if you're out there in cougar country riding a bike looking like a big fat bird to eat, hello, you know, Look at this big oversized bird. I'm going to eat it. So, you know, you just you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to make lots and lots of noise. Like when I was up in Idaho. And, you know, once if you know what to listen for. Like if you're in the woods and it's noisy and birds are, and all of a sudden everything's quiet. Yeah. You stop. It's stop, drop, and roll time. You stop. And just like everything else is, and you look around and you, you listen. You smell. You watch. Any movement, something's there. Something made everything stop. And that happened so many times when I was up there. And, uh, you know, from where I was on the cliffs, if something decided to come and visit with me, there was nowhere I was going to go. You know, so anyway, okay, I got to go. I love you. I will talk to you I know I got to drop one other piece of information because you talked about the, the predator instinct with big cats, whether you want to call them cougars or mountain lions. It's the same thing. Or panthers. It's all the same thing. Puma. Um, it's not wolves, a puma. It's not a puma at all. Oh, sorry. Um, Someone will get that reference. I know what a puma is. I know, but I was I was doing Uh-oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. In kindergarten. Well, cops. if you if. <laughs> One of the biggest things they talk about with wolf dogs and wolves is what is somebody's thinking about getting them and they have kids. It's not a good idea because kids like to scream, especially girls. And it's nothing against girls. You know, they're just girls. You know, they get that really super high streaky thing. That sets off the predator instinct in wolf dogs and wolves. Good to know. So that's the that's the flip side of making noise out when you're out there because of cougars or bears, but with wolves, you don't want to go screaming around in the in the in the woods. I have I always play likely, music, and I yeah. carry a foghorn. You know, like they take to the games and, and a great big huge loud. I have the foghorn. Um, I have bear mace, and I have my thirty-eight. But it, it would break my heart. It would, you know, if that wolf had got aggressive that came into my camp, he didn't, and thank God, because you know I I was in his backyard. It, it would have absolutely killed me if he if he had, you know, looked like he was going to be aggressive. It would have killed me to have to shoot him. You know, so I don't want to have to do that. So first thing I do is yeah. Mister Mister Foghorn, and that is such a loud foreign noise that it should scare anything off long enough for me to get in the truck. Is that one of those? gas-operated things that they use on boats? Is that what you have? Kind of, but it's an air horn. It's like an air horn, but it's super loud. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. couldn't remember that because my brain was farting or had diarrhea or something. Yeah, that's what I meant. I got to go. One Sabian, I really got to go. Tell everybody again your Facebook page. (laughs) Poetry in the Wind, one word, no spaces. Put it in the search box. You'll find me there. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held 
A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. Awesome, awesome. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. I will talk to you in a couple days. All right. Thanks, Nyla. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Have a nice weekend. Good night, hon. All right, everyone, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am really glad that you were all here tonight. Once again, thank you to all of our sponsors, and we will go through those again next week because there's so many. We've got new ones. I'm going to play a piece to end the show with, and this is called. This is uh, with Carrie Rosinski. It's called Dear Stranger, and we will talk to you guys next week. Good night, everyone. Dear Stranger, If you hear this and think it could be about you, please don't stop listening. I am homeward bound, and if I have found you, then it must have been meant to be. Take each word that is more than silence and place it inside parentheses. You'll know what to do soon enough. Dear Stranger, I used to be told by the boy that was in love with me that I had the talent to keep him on the phone for three hours longer than he planned to be. It wasn't until I would hang up that I would realize it wasn't talent, but complete fascination with the sound of our voices intertwining between two states and the belief that we were closer than we were that kept us up all night. He and I were the kind of bad dreams worth having, unforgettable with the desire to find out how it would have ended if we hadn't woken up when we did. I'm not saying I'm still in love with him. I just don't believe I would be able to stop myself if I found him all over again. Dear Stranger, we were pipelines funneling chances of locked eyes six inches away from all that we could breathe, and I knew I liked it too much because I couldn't pull my face out of a smile for two weeks. I keep seeing you in the faces of boys who look nothing like you when I'm riding subways, but it's been worth it every time for the eighth of a second roller coaster ride my heart gets to go on. It's like a chance meeting with Disney World, and I don't even care that the palm trees are bare this time of year in Boston. I keep having to remind myself that we're not in love yet, but I'm pulling for the fact that it could, should, might, has to happen, so you'll know my promises are worn on my hands like lifelines. Permanent. Pulled out of the sky, I made you into a constellation that spelled taken, so every girl that laughed at your jokes would know that you laughed at my jokes, and I don't want the best. I just need what can pull me out of the worst so we can exist as storm clouds on dry summer nights. Furious. Dear Stranger, I've been crossing out the word sorry from every dictionary that I could find since the age of 10 and I'm not about to stop because I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Piece me together with patches of three-hour timeouts and the three minutes that elapsed before we met. I'll keep breathing for you even when you don't want me to. Dear Stranger, Daylight, we haven't met yet. When we do, our smiles will be so close we'll believe they're from the same light source. And that's the way I like it.